Yeah. We might as well get to the intro real quick because I feel... Imagine if you were listening to that episode and you're like, wow, they said in a few weeks they're going to be coming back with part two. I can't wait for part two. Those listeners have been waiting a while. Well, they... Uh, well, since... Uh, Gucci is so icy. We have been in cryo sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in honor of Gucci's iciness, we were in Demolition Man, John Spartan style cryo sleep. just too icy maybe too icy well we kind of do it like like athletes like you know to preserve to preserve ourselves instead of preserving our bodies like and staying young, as young as long as possible so we can you know be effective at our sport our sport is podcasting so we wanted to after the exhausting first gucci episode we had to wait a whole year to come back refreshed ready to give you our best and most eloquent you know gucci takes on Mixtape cover art, uh, random uh, ramblings from the the dark days of of the prison uh, era, but also hey, some of hey. his, but also some I'll, of his I'll best. I'll take care of that. Though. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're we'll be we're doing a lot of deferring to. Um, if you listen to the previous episode, there will be a lot of similar deferring to Sophia for lightning rounds. <laughs> there will be a lot of yeah. one word reviews of things. No, no, skip. No, no, thank you. Wrong, bad, go. Well, well, we were talking about. Um, I don't know if this, why it will even in it or not. We were talking about um, great reality shows from the early two thousands. There was one. I don't know if you had this in Germany, Sophia. The show called Next on MTV. Yes, of course we had Next. The fu- the, the the guys who dubbed this show because it was dubbed in Germany. <laughs> well, they, we they, like, Next, where it's like I don't know, the Purple album comes off the bus and you just next that shit. <laughs> like, just yeah. next. Jesus well, Christ, yeah. So, That's a lot of shit. Quick, for the listeners, if you were not around for the previous episode, we covered Gucci Man's career uh, with resident Gucci expert Sophia Phantom, Hurricane Slash on RYM, up Hi. to roughly Ferrari Boys is where we left off, I believe. Or, yeah, so we are yeah. picking up on the best album ever, of all time, ever recorded. One of the best. One of the best collab. Well, yeah, I mean, well, at the very least, the title track from Ferrari Boys, instantly iconic. It was a collaboration that everyone had been waiting for. You know, Gucci. Wait, wait, we, we did. We did Ferrari Boys. Yes, we did. We did Ferrari Boys, and it was a collaboration that everybody had been waiting to hear. Gucci, one of his biggest proteges, 
And he followed that with a collaboration that... Less even more classic. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I'd argue that not as many people wanted to hear this collaboration. <laughs> with Gucci well, Man. Gucci Man and... Um, well, as uh, Flocka is to Gucci, you could say that um, V Nasty is to Crayshawn. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe on this tape, she says, um, V Nasty, Vanessa, says that she does more for the culture than um, Bun B, was it? Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. So, <sighs> I've been sitting on this for about a year, this metaphor, this joke. Imagine that you have been waiting to have a, like, you're 16, 17 years old, and you've got your driver's license. I don't know what the driving age is over in Germany, Sophia. And you've been eyeballing a car. Let's say maybe, I don't know, for the sake of a new Lambo. This right here is your new Lambo. And it's a car of your dreams. And it drives like a dream. It's got everything you want. Seats are leather, Corinthian leather, perfect seats and everything. Drives perfectly, but there's just a fart smell. Wherever you're driving it, just persistent fart smell going through. You can't get rid of the fart smell. That is this album. Everything about it, Gucci's rapping, the Zay oh yeah, it's all Zaytoven production. Front to back all Zaytoven. Zaytoven. That is one of the things that everybody been asking for out of Gucci, and you get it on here, but on every track is the fart smell of <laughs> of V nasty <clears throat> rapping. If you yeah. want one thing I will say for her is she manages to go the entire album without using a word that she was very fond of and very unapologetic about using. And I'm really wondering if they had to sit her down and be like, you can't say that word. I know you think you have a right to say that word. You cannot say that word. Because at the time, it was a very big controversy. I don't know why it was a controversy that she really thought she was allowed to say the word. But she doesn't say it. She says a lot of other words, though, such as, I do more for the culture than Bun B. Than Bun B. Yes. I don't know why. Basically, basically, basically a one to one. Basically I'm, the same. I'm thing. guessing that maybe Bum B came out in the press and was like, "White girl, stop saying the N word." I don't know. Maybe that's why she specifically targeted him. Um, but yeah, on this, every Gucci versus nails, except for yeah. on the track, "Fuck You," which is just one of the worst songs I've ever heard. By the way, one of the worst songs. There's nothing good about that song. It's at the very end, at least. Every Gucci verse is great. Every V Nasty verse is terrible. Back in and the day. Every every Zaytoven beat is amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best, most solid set of Zay Gucci collaborations until everybody looking, I would say. And I, I have always had this theory that he was, at this point, he was already actively falling out with Flocka over like business practices with like Flocka's management, aka his mother. So I almost feel like this was like a spite move to be like, I could give you Ferrari Boys too, but I'm going to take these beats and do it with V Nasty instead. <laughs> I hate him yeah. so much for this. I hate him so much for this because, again, like that is the perfect metaphor. Like everything you would want out of a Gucci Zaytoven collab album is on here. And then, then Vanessa opens her mouth, and and she just—it's the it, bread. It's literally like. We had a discussion yesterday in the Discord about how Crayshawn is really underappreciated, and I've really come to appreciate her over time. At the time, I was not as in, like, she got a lot of backlash, and I think a lot of it was just general garden variety misogyny, how dare the ladies be rapping and stuff. But I don't think you can truly appreciate how ahead of her time and good technically she is until you listen to her weed carrier. Because yeah. 
Venus is barely competent, and she has the bra- like. I used to think Krayshawn had a bratty voice. Like she would do bratty affectations, but like listen to Gucci Gucci. And then listen to any V-Nasty verse on this and tell me that Vanessa is not a competent rapper. <laughs> like, just basic, on basic levels. Like, she barely keeps the beat. She has a profoundly annoying way of rapping. Just yeah. Ruins these fucking instrumentals, man. Ruins like, them. She doesn't even need to say the N-word because, like, uh, her all of her verses already carry, like, the aura of some of a white person who is so used to saying the N-word that they think they have a right to stand next to fucking Gucci Mane. What's funny is... You're, 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 you're saying this is this is proto, like, when Riley Reid started rapping? Ooh, yeah. <sighs> um, shout out to uh, our producer's favorite rapper, Ruben Slick, who inflicted that on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wyatt, I had to do it to him. But, uh... Yeah, this is audio blackface, is what this is. This yeah, it is. This is like, you know you know what, it, it's funny? I mean, I don't know if it was the same kind of reaction at the time, because I wasn't up on Gucci at this time. But remember in, like, 2015 or whatever, when everyone was saying, like, Iggy Azalea did audio blackface? Which she did. That's just, that's just true. But this is, like, worse. <laughs> Yeah, is is There's nothing on the Iggy album that was remotely as good as the beats on here or the Gucci rapping on here. That's like, true. Was, I, yeah, I strictly meant the the oh, the yeah, inflection. Yes. 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 <sighs> yeah, this is a goddamn shame, is what this is. Back in the day, they used to do stuff on smoking section. I always reference this, like like father, like son. They took Birdman off of that. First of all, every Birdman verse on that is infinitely better than every V Nasty verse ever. Somebody needs to recover this album and edit her off of it. That happened. That's the that's the best thing. Like when this dropped, like I I, I was there at the time. Um, I, that was the first time I was like really actively aware of Gucci, and I noticed that on Dead Piff there were a lot of um, BTL no V nasty um, uh, cuts uh, popping up. But I th I think she took them down. God, I think she took them down. Why did she have to be so internet savvy? Yeah, that's the thing, like, uh, for all of you who don't know about V-Nasty, like, she basically got famous off of stupid MySpace videos where she just went around different hoods on the on the West Coast and just screamed the N-word at random black people. And um, she was cool. very good. At I, I literally didn't know that. <laughs> no, that's what she got famous for. And then, wow. then she started uh, the white girl mob with uh, Lil Debbie and Krayshawn. And <sighs> so, yeah, I think a lot of the blowback Krayshawn got was essentially shrapnel for this dumb broad, basically, like this who added nothing to anything except for trolling. She essentially trolled her way to a career. Of course, heavy, heavy air quotes around career. But what I was originally going to say is I don't know how much we're going to get to the Gucci autobiography um, because I read it like a year ago in preparation for the episode I thought we were going to do a year ago. And I didn't really do a refresher on it. He does address this in like two sentences, basically saying, I got paid. She seemed nice. Oh, and that's what I was kind of getting at earlier. Like, I'm not surprised in the slightest that the takeaway was like, I got paid from this because w when you were talking about, oh, it could have been a spite move at Waka, and like that might have been the case. But to me, I just thought like, oh, he got like a good check for it, and like let's move on. Basically, was his 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like that is more closer to what actually happened later. But there's a joke I beat to death. I always do whenever I see a dumb weed carrier name. Shout out to, you know, dumb weed carrier name. It all comes back to the video of when um, Gucci was on, and I really hope we don't have to talk about this. He was on the remix of uh, "It's Every Day, Bro" by. Um, Ah, uh, yes. And he is doing an interview promoing this, and he says, shout out to all the Jake Paulers, man. <laughs> um, that's where that joke comes from. And I feel like, yes, that's where Paycheck Gucci comes from. As you pay him, he'll say you're nice. You know, he won't defame you in the media. Uh, yeah. Most of the time. Um, Unless you're Waka's mom. Uh, yeah, fuck Be Nasty. You ruined an album that we all really wanted to hear with your bullshit. And also, it, it goes without saying, I really think Fuck You might be the worst song in Gucci's catalog. Yeah, it's up there. It's really, really, um, I mean, we'll get to, um, East Atlanta Santa 2 has some train wreck songs on it that have, like, a train wreck <laughs> quality that's, like, charming to it. This has, it's the same train wreck quality, but none of the charm. I yep. think that's Diplo beat, too, by the way. So, as usual, Diplo has his hand in some culture-vulturing bullshit. The war on Diplo will not stop. I we fear. will not stop our war on Diplo until Diplo is defeated. Yep. That's really all that needs to be said about... I can't believe we put so many words about this album, but yeah, it's honestly worth hearing. It. You know what? That's why it's mission, is to our resident Indiana Jones recovering lost music. Please find one of those no V nasty edits of this album. Please. I'm begging you. We will thank For the you for eternal gratitude. <laughs> That would do more for the culture than Bun B if you found that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Let's never speak of Be Nasty again. Moving on. <sighs> now, at so, least, uh, the next one is at least a true classic. Yes, we actually move on to where we really should start here. Is Gucci had a very good 2012. Almost as if to atone for that previous project, he dropped a trilogy of some of his absolute hardest and best work. I will cede the floor to our resident expert, Sophia, also resident Makami expert, I'm sure, uh, would like to discuss... <laughs> <laughs> some jokes never die. Well, we start with Trap Back. That is, uh, if you have been... If you were there in 2012... When this mixtape dropped, that was one of the only mixtapes that mattered at, at that time. Because Gucci just came in and just, just one tape, it's like, it's, it's like 64 minutes long and it was just bangers on bangers on bangers on bangers on bangers. No, almost no skips, almost no skips. Because uh, Yo Gotti is on here. Um, but yeah, like Trap Back is just <sighs> 19 songs of pure trap perfection, basically. It's, the, it's, first, the first half, especially, is the hard. The first spot. half, especially. Yeah. We have Back yeah. in 95, Walking Lake with Waka, Plain Jane was one of his biggest hits at the time. The fucking Tetris sampling, Get It Back with Two Chains. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was actually the first song with chains on it that I really that really truly resonated with me because he was everywhere everywhere at that time. But that was just like the first one, and he's on the air a few times. I believe uh, twice, uh, three times, three times mm -hmm. or twice, twice, I'm, twice. Yeah, but that was the first one where I'm just like every punchline just had me dying, and you can see where his style. Like obviously he was around before his Titty Boy, but I feel like his 
he obviously changed his style up some when he became Chains. And I feel like one of the things I want to get across in this episode is just truly how influential and Gucci was to the new, like modern style of trap rappers. And he'll, he talks about it at length, like so many songs, like all these rappers are all my children and you know, chains, I think. Right. Oh yeah. He is a hundred percent right. Chains definitely owes him a debt, like the punchline style. And another thing I want to get across is how much smarter he is than he gets credit for, because there was a, um, very popular talking point back in the day that Gucci was, um, ableist slur. And, uh, that's not true. He actually addresses that in the book too, is like that he had a learning disability. He does not like, I think he, like he was a severe substance abuser. And I think that that like affected his judgment that made, but he, even in the deepest throes of his addiction, he had a sly sense of humor. He never got credit for and proper credit, I would say. And his punchline game is, well, I think this is this trilogy. I think is probably peak Gucci balancing menace with humor. And but yeah, that initial run, Plain Jane. I think Plain Jane's only real detriment is that the remix is so much better. It's not yes. on, but that remix. Funnily enough, with Ti, who he does not get along with, um, but is better. But yeah, my two favorites on here are definitely Back in '95 and Walking Leg. Walking Lake, one of the best Waka Gucci collabs. Obviously, no question. No, I would put it in top three, top five. That hook is just pure fucking energy. I like uh, I like the South Side tracks too. Well, the 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 opposite, um, yeah, opposite and the title track. Mm. Those are those are both yeah, really good. Like, oh yeah, that's like yeah, the first half too. That they're right back to back with each other, and then you've got a future collab right next to Rick Fair. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was those, also amazing. Yeah, those like first the, the first like you know from songs two to nine are definitely the the strongest points, and then you get some of the chains uh, stuff toward the end with Mike Will. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great tape, and really has Gucci kind of like what Sophia was talking about, how it was efficient. You know, I mean, about an hour. You, know, you take rid of the intro, and you know the the aforementioned Yogati features and, and whatnot. And but, Sketcho. Oh yeah. That's a terrible um, song. I, I was I was trying to ignore that one, but yes. That song is um <laughs> That song is quite horrendous. <laughs> shout out Chili Chill. I don't know who you are, but that's an amazing shout name. Out, uh, we used to be a real country when people like Chili Chill were the those were rap names. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it, I, I feel like probably just coasting on his seo because people would google what's up when um when's he getting out of prison because they just thought he was um lupe fiasco's plug and then he ends up just being some third string like squad weed carrier well he's got a great name for seo because imagine anytime you type like the word chill into google like he's got to be at least in the top like 20 entries because it's his name right so you know i mean people just looking for chill shit they they end up wondering right. on this guy like they might be looking for the the penguin from the 1940s cartoons and they end up with this guy you know chill chill, chill beats to, to study too <laughs> yeah there's also another really uh chill related weed carrier name later on in the tapes too that i hope we get to forget what he is but i think it's the one that has his brother on it. and the only reason i know it's duke um is because of the autobiography because he, he's one of the most anonymous-sounding rappers on a Gucci tape. 
Um, but I figured out, I was like, why the fuck is Duke? Because I think I could make fun of Duke in the first episode, too. And, I'm like, and then I realized, oh, wait, that's his brother. That's why he shows up here. Um, yeah, and even one of the Yogati tracks has Jadakiss on it. I don't really remember anything about the Jadaverse, but I don't think we got too many, if any more, Jada-Gucci collabs. So that feels, like, kind of momentous. Yeah, and, no, and, and how many times have we heard Jada over a Lex Luger beat? That can't have been that many times. Like, I think there was one, um, he did a drama tape around this period, Consignment, and I think there was a Luger beat on there. Don't quote me on that, but that was a good tape, albeit very, very long, as, you know, drama tapes tend to be. But, mm-hmm. wow, the intro only has a 1.0? I don't think that intro was, like, it was an intro, but it, it doesn't deserve to be, like, that down right um, I think people just automatically, like, rate stuff like that poorly on principle. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just, that, that's an RYM thing. I don't think that's anything to do with... The intro right. could have been, like, amazing, and they would have given it, like, three stars just because I mean, it's a 30-second song. But on the other hand, like, you just want to skip to back in 95, so. Yeah. By the way, also, shout-out shout, shout out for one quick second to Nodima for thinking that Get It Back has a Legend of Zelda sample. <laughs> <laughs> I do see that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Great reviews of stuff, but sometimes his sample, like I feel like he's attributed a lot of Chrono Trigger samples that aren't Chrono Trigger samples. <laughs> yep. Well, I will say that reading some of the his reviews, sometimes I'll go back and listen to a track because I'm like, oh, did I like, did I miss something? Because instinctively, I'm always thinking in my head, oh, you know, the, you know he must know what it is if he's if he's saying it. So now I'm like, oh crap, I have to I have to revisit this this song or tape because I, I didn't i didn't hear it you know and then he doesn't know he, he does have a way of saying something very authoritatively that you just kind of kind of believe it just on its face so that's a testament to the quality of his writing though i will say that's <laughs> yeah, true i was wrong that's about true. shit and it turns it, out it, the ones that are actually the funniest when it comes to Odima are the ones where he has like half the track ratings done but then he doesn't like do the rest of the the rest of the the album or mixtape he had Channel Orange like that for a long time. And I was like, when's he going to finish the fucking Frank Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the day the album came out. He had like half the, <laughs> but then he didn't finish it. <laughs> but yeah, this is a classic. Uh, one of, this is, a, Gucci tends to do stuff in threes too. Like, I mean, he loves that. Like, obviously when we get to the uh, Meal trilogy, um, mm. you know, Trap House should have stayed a trilogy, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. So, like, I think Gucci worked, like, rule of three is with comedy and with Gucci, you know. But as speaking of which, then we move on to I'm Up, which I wrote a very, very long review of. <laughs> uh, it's also such a good fucking tape. Except for the fact that you get both Chris Brown and Verse Simmons and Birdman on it and Big Sean. And it's still a good tape. You've got <laughs> two Birdman features, Big Sean and Chris Brown. And I still love this tape. Also, yeah, like, like Chill Will shows really up good. again. By the way, we got more Chill Will for you. Amazing! Thank you. That just what I needed. Mm. I would like to go back and smack 2012 Patrick right square in the face for my shitting all over two chains on the title track because and giving it a 3.254, which is actually like a five. Like the title track's amazing and two chains is hilarious on it. I'm so full of shit for my fucking review of that. I will also, say though, this is a really low. Um, I will not take back my criticisms of Lil Wayne, though. This was a really bad period for Wayne, and I yes. don't that this is... This was a very dis- 
that's the big disappointment here is you expect a lot more of Wayne with Gucci over this instrumental. That's the one big um, disappointment. Also, I just want to say, like, I'm up starts basically with one of the most instantly iconic openers that Gucci has ever had in his entire career. Like, that hook, the way he just off-key belts out, what would the game be without me? I bet your girlfriend pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he truly is Gucci Guap. Yes. Yeah, well, that was my favorite. That, that, that was my favorite that, moment. That stuck for sure. So, yeah, this, also, this is another super energetic tape. It's 10 minutes longer than uh, the previous, but it doesn't really feel that long, honestly, for something that's almost the length of a movie. It really goes by quickly. Very quickly, yeah. Um, also, shout out to the scar, the like the Scarface song, which, while I don't think is like a great song, I like the. I think it's a good song, and I like that it is literally like Gucci, Scarface, and then he also like does the, I'm I'm Scarface because I have a tattoo on my face or something like that. I I just you know the 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 fourth wall breaking is, is Scarface. There. Track called Scarface featuring Scarface. Yeah, featuring Scarface, right? It's like That's when Kanye did featuring God or whatever the fuck. Like it. <laughs> I am a god. god. <laughs> featuring God, yes, and God is just like wailing. Um. Also, I want. I really want to shout out, spread the word because. <clears throat> That's like Lex Luger's take on like a cloud rap type beat. And um, I, I have never heard anything like uh, this beat quite before. I have never heard one like that again. Um, really, really hypnotic, weirdly menacing. I kind of wish that uh, Lex did more like that at the time. But what can you do? I feel like you heard... That's that type of beat and going back and listening to this tape, it reminded me of a couple of songs off and this this is random, but it kinda reminded me of a few songs off like Pretty Girls like Trap Music, Era Two Chains, with a little less menace, I would say. Um which again shows that a lot of this music was clearly ahead of its time, especially in this early twenty tens era when it wasn't really appreciated outside of like rap blogs and and obviously like you know people that had been listening to gucci for years so that was my take from it the big feature that surprised me on here at the time and in retrospect it shouldn't have been a big surprise is jim jones really goes in on his feature uh i thought and it's definitely out of his wheelhouse to be over a luger beat but that was i mean this is not a period where you were really hearing jim jones like stand out on anything like yeah this was well after the dipset peak and well before his like career revival late on with like both dipset nostalgia and the you know um, fraud album so i really yeah kansas that's a that's a great song and just shows mm-hmm. that she had uh like re- uh, cross regional respect and could bring out like great verses from unexpected places so i mean you have that too with Scott. well i mean gucci always had the stuff like you know across the south type uh respect and could bring out legends like that too the scarface is less of a surprise um, I seem to remember liking the Fab verse too. Speaking of New York people, um, and they kind of have a similar arrogant punchline quality to them as well. And Fab wasn't too falling off at this point. Yeah, and and yeah. more into 
uh, what Pat you were talking about on the last tape again, just about the the omni the influence and like omnipresence of Gucci and who he worked with and whatnot. The producer list for the most part, if you fast forward a couple years and you listen to like a, a future tape or any damn near any mixtape by like a hot rapper uh, out of like Atlanta. The the Mike Will DJ spins like detail detail yeah yeah Sony Digital all this this producer list is like a who's who of early to mid 2010s hip hop like it's just I didn't even realize it until I looked at the credit list yeah Young Shop and I I was actually going to say there's one tape um that might have seemed like a lightning round or that I actually kind of want to talk about a little bit later on that has a Young Shop beat on it. Uh, he definitely, that's part of him bringing in Keith, too, is that he had an ear for a job before anybody else. But he also has, like, he brings in stuff from previous era, too, with Drummer Boy and uh, Shorty Red, too. Um, so it's surprising that he works so much with, given their close association with um, his good pal, Young Jeezy. <laughs> but Gucci well, has always been able to, like, I mean... In our last episode, you know where 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 he started, you know in the in the mid two thousands, and at this point, at this stage in the early twenty tens, where he's kind of transitioning and and moving into a different stage of his career, he's kind of like a branch between two eras of hip hop. That's what makes him such a part of what makes him such a, like a unique and special artist is that he, he, he seamlessly kind of transitions between two pretty different uh, eras and sounds. Yeah. yeah. Well put. Well put. Uh, the verse Simmons song still sucks. I, I would. That was the one thing about Gucci that I would never be able to stand, is that he always, I don't know if this guy saved his life or whatever, but he was always sticking around and always an instant skip. <laughs> he must have he must have the best weed on the planet I, I, I just I don't know how else he must have been around so much or maybe he's just family like <laughs> well Duke was family you don't see Duke on this thing. <laughs> like come on good point <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, oh, by the way uh, I also sh- really quick want to shout out don't make no sense because Fabulous and eight ball on one song is just um, an absolute. Um, I didn't know I need. I, need, I didn't know I wanted that. All right, uh, trap god. Should we move on to trap god? Yeah, which I, also I, has an amazing I, intro. Yeah, the intro on this one actually ranks um well because it's an actual song. First of all, this one has a bolded intro as it deserves to. Uh, this is a first of all notable for having a lot of walk on it, which the other ones did not, with the exception of obviously walking lick. But yeah, you get a good amount of Gucci Waka chemistry on here. Baby wipes is fucking hilarious. In the grand of wet rap songs about wet wipes, such as Wet Wipes by Cameron, um, that's hilarious. Uh, my only real issue with this is again verse Simmons back to back with another crappy feature in Kevin McCall. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I forget that Kevin McCall was like a small thing, and I I, I don't want to remember. No, yeah, that was a, and they're right back to back with each other too, in the dead ass middle. Like I could really do without that. Oh wow, I gave this a my review of this sucks. Don't read my review; it's not good. It's actually an eight, not a six. Um, I need to revise this review, but um, because really this is the most aggressive full-on aggressive of the three, but because you get a lot of good collaborations on here. Like, Meek before he was played out. 
you got another great Ross collaboration, tons of lock of stuff, future. It's probably the most Rolodexy of the three, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, and okay. my comment about the, the producer list on the last one is like just as applicable, if not more. Side note, I think this is pretty notable because this was the first Metro production on any Gucci project. This is very this is a young Metro. In, yeah. In 12 my by my count that was his first one with gucci because he had done some oj the juice man stuff before that but i think this is the first time he did a he did a gucci uh beat so obviously a fruitful collab for many years to come oh my god i i i completely forgot that fucking kirko bangs is on here um welcome to oh, yes 2012 baby <laughs> man when i figured out that kirko bangs was a play on kurt cobain i shook my head so fucking hard <laughs> i will say though that one that one hit kirko bangs had i still like that sometimes sometimes i still listen to that that, that is the most 2011 ass song you will ever hear it is but that's For like real. Yeah, it's, I feel like I like, of Mitt Romney when I hear that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's how twenty eleven uh, drank in my cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, two thousand eleven. Yep. Good, what good a, times. Girl, mm. you know how much I really want some. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just insanely nostalgic for that one fucking song in particular. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, shout out to any, any, having one of the most generic ass we hear your names <laughs> I can imagine. Like yeah. <laughs> young fresh. He's young and he's fresh. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean he gets right to the point, that's for sure. Yeah, right? Like he's young and he's fresh. Also, shout out again for the intro because this this motherfucking tape starts on a on a Gautier sample and <laughs> Again, welcome to 2012. The first time I listened to this tape, I thought I thought the fucking Spotify, the, the Spotify version was broken and someone uploaded the wrong song. And then like after like 10 seconds of this is the end of the story, Gucci comes in and I'm like, this is not happening. And it was happening and it was great. Thank you, Gucci. I mean, yeah, that that is a tremendous. Like, that's very that hit me right in the heart because that's such a Dipset Heatmakers ass beat to start on, and right. that that's absolutely my wheelhouse to hear. Like, yeah, and the, again, this has like such a great opening run too. I feel like everything up to the verse, at least the T Pain song. I actually don't mind the T Pain song. It's in and out quickly. I never really disliked T Pain to be completely honest. Like sometimes he made like stuff that was overtly contemporary radio poppy but i mean in terms of that lane i never thought he was that irritated to be completely honest even though he was super ubiquitous i mean the one song and i don't know i might step on some toes here i hate i still hate got money but i mean i know that that's um a controversial opinion i think that, that song has been kind of reclaimed as like a classic i don't know i've never liked that song but overall i think in terms of that hook slander lane t-pain was better than his contemporaries but it does start off the period of the tape that is like the let's say radio interlude which i don't think a tape like this necessarily needed 
Yeah. But money was there, you know. Vir- got money was everywhere when I was like a little kid. <laughs> I mean, it's literally if you're happy if you're happy and you know what, clap your hand. It's literally if you're happy and you know what, clap your hand. No, the 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 hook really is that, but I I don't even. Oh my god, I've heard that song so much. That just took me back to <laughs> to those those times. Well, I mean, I guess that's your Kirko Bangs moment, though. It's just the nostalgia bell rings so hard. That you right, can't. right. Well, I, and, I, and I don't even know if like I would say I like the song. It's just I I remember hearing that like constantly, um, just because well, of I the call that the, the Brightside effect. Because apparently, like I was looking at the comment box for Mr. Brightside, and apparently that's like the most popular song of all time with a certain age group. And I'm like people. No, like, it's very it, 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 it's very popular, and I think it's it's definitely transcended eras because uh, I think I've said this before, maybe the Discord or whatever. But when I was in college, every damn near like every party you went to, there was at least one moment where someone played that shit. Usually toward the end of the night, but like that it was everywhere. It was it was at sporting events that I covered, like you name it. That's all I was playing. So, yeah. Uh, Somehow, that, single off that became the defining song of a generation. Like, well, it's the, it's such a funny album because like two third, like half the album is like a nothing is nothing music, and then the other half is like songs that are like obscenely popular. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, before before I forget that we were just clowning on the young fresh name, but um. I just want to. I just want to say uh, again, like rest in peace to Bankroll Fresh and. Hundred um, percent. I hope he. I hope he's doing good where he's at now. Right. I mean, just an absolutely. I mean, one of the many things I've lamented like over the last few years, but that was. That was fucking. That, that was senseless, absolutely senseless death, and uh, the life of a hot boy mixtape is a great mixtape. So. It is. Only going to be some sad notes to this episode, and um, yeah, yeah, but this is a very good take. I mean, I think it's probably my least favorite of the three, but it's still great hype music. Um, my only real issue again is that it has some sequencing issues by sticking the one, two, three quote unquote radio songs in the middle. And again, I don't mind the two pain song, it's just the other two suck. Um, it's the most walker you're going to get out of the three, the production's great. Gucci's great. Um, I actually really don't mind Birdman with Gucci. I think Birdman actually has more um, chemistry with Gucci than he ever did with Wayne, to be honest. Yeah. Because there's always this weird dynamic with Birdman and Wayne, for obvious reasons. But And part of it is like that Dre-Eminem dynamic where it's like clearly Wayne writes bars for Birdman that are above his ability. Or you have Birdman just saying dumb shit where Wayne's wrapping circles around him, one or the other, and it doesn't work. Whereas if you have Birdman just being like one dimensional and like hand rub bars with Gucci, it kind of works. Like they're just being arrogant assholes together. That kind of better. And you always hear the hands rubbing. It's it's amazing. Like even that you can just hear him in the studio, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. one was flat as boy. Shout out to uh, resident uh, Birdman GIF hand rub enthusiast Ryan, who will never miss an opportunity to post Birdman GIFs in the chat. <laughs> but those are those are welcome compared to some of the other GIFs Ryan posted. I was going to say, I feel like that's the content that he brings that everybody can appreciate. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so 
least of the three, still great. I would say. Yeah, I, I would agree. And in 2013, he delivered again with Trap God too. Yeah, um, this, this it, is it, it's good, but it's it is worse than the first one, but not by much. It's got it's got more. It's got some filler, no question. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the biggest problem. It has more filler. Why does this Wiz Khalifa song show up like 30 times on Gucci tapes? Like, I got so sick of hearing this fucking Wiz collab. Like, I feel like it shows up at least three times. Like, it's going to show up on uh, State versus Roderick Davis, too, I believe. And I guess it's just because it's like Wiz, and Wiz was super hot at the time. Um, I do not remember the uh, Wayne feature at all. Actually, now that I'm looking at it. But I'm assuming it was no. another feature from this period. Oh, uh, so I just gotta say, like, um... Oh, two Wayne features, holy shit. Yeah. Um, also, like, shout out to R- R- Roulette, okay. Roulette 1017. I don't know who you are, but you <laughs> sure are here. You definitely are here. You're dirty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had... We had features from those guys, and we had a Lloyd feature. Huh. Oh, a Lloyd feature. <laughs> a Lloyd on a Gucci tape, for sure. Uh, it won't, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was decent. Um, we have a very early Young Thug feature on Breakdancing, which I kind of want to revisit because uh, that sounds amazing. And um, yeah, this was, this was what? This was 1017 era Young Thug, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like 1017 Thug, yeah. Style yet or not? Because I find very early Thug to be very hit and miss. So it could be great, it could be terrible. Um, and there was also the period where he was just literally aping Wayne. So I don't know. Um, well, this is uh, this is I think post. He's also on Miracle. This is not a cover of the Wu Tang song, the worst Wu Tang song of all time. Uh, I believe this is post. Um, the aping Wayne stuff was more on the like I came from nothing series, which was like a year or two prior. Yeah, I think Carter Six, which was obviously a concept, but uh, right. Yeah, breakfast. We, we 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 can't give Patrick ammunition to slander Carter Six, so we got we got to. Yeah, yeah. This is the most unpopular opinion I have, maybe um, on among the community, is that I don't like Carter Six, uh, and I still don't. I've revisited it, and I still don't care for it. Hey, uh, nothing, nothing wrong with the nothing wrong with the opinions. Like I'm not, you know, I, yeah. I'm not, I won't I won't hate. This was not when I had time. Oh, shout out to Big Bank as well. Um, yeah, I don't want to revisit this. It has an interesting looking track list, uh, but I don't know if it's going to really hold up. It's fine. Like it is a it is a it is a good Gucci tape, but like it, it's above average Gucci tape. But it's just not as good as the three that came before. We have an unqualified five on from Nodima at the time on uh, when I was water whipping. Yeah, uh, and that song is uh, uh, one of the best songs on the whole trilogy. It's a Luger beat. Well, well, the the intros on all these on the last like three or four mixtapes have been some of the best songs that he did. He also gives the Young Thug song a two, and that's a Thug over Luger, so I don't know. Maybe he was like me and not sold on Thug at the time. I could do that as well. Um, yeah. I don't even know his uh, his uh, opinions on Thug. I'd have to go back and yeah, I would have scout to through the... Yeah. On Thug, and I wonder if he... Um, before I forget it, 
if I am completely correct, then um, DJ, DJ Squeaky is on here. I don't yes. know if he's got, yeah, and it's like seeing DJ Squeaky on yes. a twenty on a twenty thirteen Gucci tape is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like almost twenty years too late. Not too late, but you know, just because uh, mix a lot on a twenty twenty DJ on a Gucci tape that'd be weird. Yeah, it's it's just like. Because when was because the squeaky records were what in the mid the early early, 90s. early 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 mid nineties were a lot of the cassettes yeah, um but he had well he had the um the legacy album which was pretty solid and then he had the he had another solo album but that was like in two thousand yeah so jeez I mean. That's the thing about Gucci is, I mean, eventually it would just be his handlers who were picking people, but he always would just come out with some weird, collab- like, just, you'd never know who he would collaborate with. That's one of the things that's very charming about mm-hmm. him. So, and I think it's... No, just- absolutely, and that was, and probably just because he kind of grew up in that turn of the century, early 2000s era, so then once he started making music, he had that, and then he was never afraid to branch out and you know, rope in new artists that he thought had potential or producers and thought he had potential that's why he was with metro so early and you know future young thug etc etc so you know a theme for this episode is going to be wow look at all the like you know influence gucci had look at how helpful he was in the advancement of the careers of some of the biggest rap artists of the last decade you know i feel like that's a okay rap but not a horrible human being right I don't know. I just wanted to kind of take a sideways shot at Coach K there. I don't know. But yeah. it's in, in, like, you know, nurturing talent. Right, right, right. Coach K, you know, we, we, can, leave, we can leave both Coach Ks out of this, uh, actually. <laughs> I was trying to make a Duke <laughs> joke there, actually. But, uh... Because <laughs> we have Duke. Right, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 you saw I, where I, I was... would have been a... I got you. I got you, Patrick. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, I think this is lost on Sophia, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, you know, a uniquely American thing I'm gonna is, say is the, uh, college the- athletics. Yeah. Up, but, uh, hard. Oh, yeah, and, and speaking of my, you know, constant referencing to, you know, Gucci and his involvement with Future and uh, a lot of other artists at the turn of the decade, here is uh, their first collab tape, no. full length. Oh. This is, no, this is, this is Scooter. This isn't Future. Oh, I'm yeah. looking at the wrong tape. Yeah, you're. That's yeah. wrong tape. Wrong tape. Speaking of holding L's, there is a Wale feature on here called "Pass Around," which I'm assuming is some song that hates women. I did not listen. Yeah, to it. it is terrible. <laughs> like the thing is, I don't, I don't mind Young Scooter. Uh, he has his moments. He has his songs. They are not on here. Um, <laughs> no. Like uh, yeah. this is like the most one of the most faceless sounding things. Scooter has ever done, which is sad because again, I actually like him, but well, but at the same time, like if like Gucci asks you, hey, you want to make a mixtape with me? Like you don't say no. No, yeah, I this one necessarily because I have not heard it, but it does have that. Like I mean, we got a ransom plaka feature on here. Um, Thunder in it, like it just has just from on its face looks like one of those afternoon sessions of somebody was there Gucci was working that's about it yeah and Big Bank is back 
And this song actually was a fucking single from this tape. This was a single. I don't know why. I haven't heard I haven't heard the tape, but my contribution to the scooter discourse is that the best scooter song is Street Lottery with Bun B. That's that's yes, my, yeah, yes, that's my young scooter take. Yeah. That's a really, really good song. Yeah, I think um, Scooter solidly just like I don't he's say fine. value, he, but it's like he doesn't really add like he neither adds nor detracts for me in yeah, general. He he's he's okay. Like, I won't say instant skip versus Simmons, but, like, he's fine. Whatever. Um, East Atlanta Memphis is next, and it's very annoying because two issues on Spotify, two issues on RYM. I listened to the one that uh, has no spaces in the title. That was on Spotify. Yeah. I actually enjoy this. Okay. It's not... It does live up to the title, I will say, in that it is definitely one of... It's... 360, I will say. I feel like it has that vibe to it. It could be better for what it's going for, and certainly neither of their best work, especially considering where Dolph would go from here. But I enjoyed it. I listened to it at work. It passed the time for about an hour, and I feel like... I mean, first of all, I don't know the difference between the issues. I have to go back and look. I think it's just like a different track sequencing. I don't think there are any different tracks on it. Um, the thing about it is it's definitely for somebody, especially if you read the autobiography, Gucci's very influenced by three, six, but I don't think a lot of his projects really carry that across. And I think this is the one where you can hear him trying to go for like both a juicy J flow and a DJ Paul feel to the production. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And for that, you kind of expect a little more out of it, but you also don't get too many projects where he full on goes for that. And he and Dolph have a lot of charisma together. They do. Is this the only project they do together? Just as the, I mean, obviously, Felice, Bro- uh, Felice Brothers is them, but there's also other stuff going on there. But I think this is their only them two collaborating. Yeah. Obviously, Elephant in the Room, rest in peace to Dolph. Yeah. I mean, just like one of the more effortless, effortlessly charismatic rappers of the last like 10 plus years. Uh, he does um, have one here that stuck with me because it's just so funny and stupid where he says unlimited blowjobs like it's like unlimited credits in a video game (laughs) (laughs) which is like such a stupid brag really hard um Mm. yeah i mean i haven't i didn't hear this one but um i was surprised because at this point was like very early in in Young Dolph's career. Like this was like one of his first uh, projects, I think, because he was he his emergence was more in like the like 2015, 2014, 2015, like and onward. Um, so another, you know, again grabbing a guy early, you know, and then Young Dolph went on to have his own label and be you know pretty influential in in the revival of memphis on like a popular you know scale of ultimately ushering in like you know key glock who is now kind of taking that mantle and also is like his literal cousin so uh, that helps too but yeah rest in peace a phenomenal rapper and you know i love a bunch of his projects yeah and after this was uh was it trap back two or was it 
um, mm. an album? Am I missing? No, one? after this was Trap Back Two. Yeah, um, it's um, Trap Back Two is a little bit of a sad case because like. <clears throat> You see that? You see that name, Trap Act Two, and like the first Trap Act is a classic, right? And then you listen to this, and it's like not even remotely as good. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's 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 fine. Uh, it also, funnily enough, this tape was released at, on the same day as East Atlanta Memphis. Well, I think you can put that on how I just noticed Holiday hosted both of these. I have um. It's in my collection. I have either heard this when it came out, or I have not heard it. I don't. That's how memorable it is. I have not, no memory of it, one way or another. But yeah, Holiday hosted both. I want to do give a shout out to DJ Holiday for not annoying me on East Atlanta Memphis. By the way, which is rare for him. Um, I'm sure he reminded me what season it was. Spoiler alert: It was Holiday season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holiday season. Holiday season, and then it has like a bunch of like you know alarms or sirens in the background, echoes, whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, this uh, at the very least, I do want to listen to this for uh, James Worthy, um, the long tradition of Gucci tracks named after basketball players. Oh, he players, might have yes. had one mixtapes named after an old basketball player too. I don't know, maybe Sophia remembers. Uh, I might. Have <laughs> <just> <laughs> <laughs> um. I believe this French Montana track shows up on like five tapes done with her. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know if thirsty is spelled improperly on the tape itself, but it's spelled improperly as thirsty on the RYM list. Somebody should have wonder. Yeah, I got nothing. The good songs on here are good. I mean, Don't Deserve It is good and has a good Wuda Kid verse. Um that pack is good, uh, featuring Travis Porter for some reason. But hey, um, that's a very mid two thousands, early twenty tens feature yes. there. Porter, mm. uh, but the song, Porter. the song with Quan, the song with Rich Homie Quan. There is a reason why these two went so good together, and um, I think this is one of their first collabs. I think. And it's just very good. I mean, the biggest tragedy of Rich Homie Kwan stopped going in. Lied to us. Yeah. He promised he would never stop going in. And he told us if he ever stops going in, ask Double R. But, yeah. Yeah, I am just hack jokes because I never listened to it. So, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just. Really, um, mediocre cover too. Clearly, just like them. Yeah, it, it looks like very low quality. Like, <laughs> not not of the same caliber as. Uh, I do, I do like Gucci's half tucked in shirt on the cover. Though. <laughs> um, There's always little quirks that will that will get you. I'm sad that I did not get to the next one though. Money pounds ammunition because I was gonna say. Speaking of covers, <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, the cover art is. Super low effort, like zero effort. Speaking of covers, wait. Speaking of Pee Wee Longway for a second, I saw a tweet the other day that was a. I have to send it in the Discord if I find it again. But it was a picture of um, like an M and M coffin, a coffin in the shape of a blue M and M. And someone quote tweeted it was like, "No, Pee Wee Longway." (laughs) Oh my god. That's it was so fucking funny. I have to find it. The black M&M. Like, 
Uh, yeah, I wish I'd gotten, oh wait, I accidentally got 0.5 in this one. I, I do not want to do that. Um, yeah, I wish I'd gotten to this one because it gets really high marks from some. Oh like, yeah. I, I gave it three and a half, Sophia, but, uh, it looked interesting to me. You, um, you want to know the funny thing about this? Um, you want, you want to know what's funny about this, this tape? The fact that there's a track called Car Smell with Roshomi Kwan, which I, um, <laughs> I, I really want to know what car smell is. Into. No, no, it's it's um it's the point it's it's the fact is, that he's on like smell, uh, is the smell weed or is the smell pussy? That's I guess the question. Gucci is only on this track on this tape for like three songs. Oh, so it's basically a Pee Wee tape. It's a Pee Wee oh. tape, yeah. It's a good Pee Wee tape. I like Pee Wee a lot, but um, so so he uh, started the trend essentially that we would get for a while, like. So is he in jail at this point? I guess is the question. No, like, not he isn't yet. Because yeah, we will get a trend here where Gucci's doing quote unquote collab tapes that are really just glorified cameos from him with his artists. Because I did want to say this when you were talking about him launching artists. At this point, it was he was really into A and Ring, Pee Wee, Scooter, Thug, and Dolph. Like he was that was essentially his roster at this point. Right. That makes yeah. sense. That he would kind of do this as like a half-and-half half tape that's not really a half-and-half half tape. But we have Breakfast with Waka is um, re rehashed from a previous tape on here. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This tape is, um, I mean, again, I like Pee-wee. I like, this is not um, on on a level with, like, um, the Blue M uh, the blue M, &M series and <clears throat> State of the Art, but yeah, if 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 you if you're looking for a good Pee Wee tape, listen to it. I just don't. Yeah, it's just that's just. Well, it's not good. No Gucci. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got no Gucci. I do want to talk about is the the trilogy. So yeah, I mean, yeah. if it doesn't Gucci, it ain't Gucci. Oh yeah. I feel like there's a track called Stuff Crust. I didn't know there was a rap song devoted to one of the most disgusting flavors of pizza, though. Um, <laughs> I really uh. don't understand the appeal of Stuff Crust pizza. Cheese is on the pizza already. Get it the fuck out of the crust. Um, yep. So Gucci, it, it's a, it's it, it's the devil's invention. So, Gucci waged war on sobriety with a uh, lean Molly and gas. Um, well, was this was this post Trap House Three or am I? No. Oh wait, no. Uh, Trap House Three was the. Al I'm sorry. Yeah, the. I believe Trap House Three was prior. Because uh, that was the album, and these were the mixtapes. I think Trap House yeah. was I and um, I think I think excuse me chronologically. Uh, yes, Trap I actually wrote the chronology, and then I broke it in my <laughs> intro because I was I had such a joke there, and my zinger got ahead of the actual facts. So, Trap House Three first. Um, first of all, I would like to formally apologize to the world because I gave this a four out of ten at first. The fuck is wrong with me? This is an question. Yeah. You're on this podcast to rectify your mistakes. So. I, well, I actually rectified my review. Like I, you can see, my review was like I crossed the shit out, and I'm like, "What the fuck was wrong?" Wow, this is the shittiest, wrongest review I've ever written. First of all, that's wrong because I originally gave "I'm Not Racist" by Joyner Lucas a four out of five. Um, that was the wrongest <laughs> review I've ever written. <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember that. <laughs> oh, you can look at that review. I actually kept the review itself for posterity to shame myself, but I do yeah. say that. Shittiest wrongest review I've ever written. This is the second shittiest wrongest review I've ever written. Um, this is an outstanding, and the title track is maybe the most menacing thing that either he or Ross has ever done. That song is just a goddamn beast. This comes out with maybe the best intro track he's ever done. 
This Absolutely. is it's it's a it's an easy easy five star song without a question. Um, I also love the chain song right at, like right after. Um, yeah, use me. That's what it's called. Right. Yeah, I love that song and. Yeah. The production on this is like uh, pretty consistently sick throughout. Yeah. Um, this, did, 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 oh, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just like uh, overall the, the from the consistency, the production. I don't think like any of the features do a bad job. Like on some of the tapes that we had just been talking about, there was like, oh, there's a lull here, there's a lull here. Not really a lull on here for almost seventy minutes. Like it's pretty consistently rock solid, at least in in, in my opinion. Especially uh, well, for the album. Yeah, I, and this was one that this I was one that I listened to a lot of when I was like first getting into like Gucci, like when I first like realized that there were so many mixtapes and albums to offer. This was one of the first ones that I heard, and it definitely left a, a deep impression on me. So yeah, I would still say it's a it's a great tape to to this day. I disagree on one point is that the whiz track is on here, which I guess is fine for what it is, but I don't think it fits the overall like menacing aesthetic. Um, That's true. Like a radio song. And I would switch it maybe with the keep song, which is one of their best collabs uh, darker, which I love that fucking song. I feel like that. Same. I feel like that would fit better. And if you're going to have the whiz song, you can put it in like the first Simmons spot, which thank God he's not on here, but uh, you could put maybe the whiz song on the back end and put Keith up front beyond that. I have no complaints about anything. I think this is fucking great. I, also, there's um, Hell Yes on here, which um, we don't get many singing songs from, from Gucci. Um, with good reason. With good reason. <laughs> because he has he has the voice of a bad We're going to talk about angel. certain singing uh, songs here, I think, oh, that you recommended that I talked about in, the, in our Discord chat. We're going to talk about one time he sings. Um, Madison. Madison. After a, a German icon. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I got to say, Dipped in Gold is amazing. And um, it has I Heard with originally Kwan, which um, has one of the most infamous Gucci lines of all time. Um, when he's like, she's on her knees like she ain't got knees. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh. followed by she sucked dick like she ain't got teeth. <laughs> okay, so I tried to make a point at the beginning of the episode that he's smarter than he gets credit for. Why are you trying to undermine my thesis? <laughs> <laughs> he can do both, okay? He can do both. He can have a little bit of both. Well, shout out to friend of the podcast, Paul Barben, who once rapped, it's so smart and so stupid at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Honestly, there's a murderer's row of great stuff on here. The Use Me, Trap House 3, uh, Doctor Adi, Darker, some of his best. Just remarkable. And Muddy, Muddy, Muddy off the leash. Just yeah. Much good shit. And also, nearly 70 minutes does not, shares this with um, Trap Back and I'm Up, does not feel its length. Really doesn't. No, uh, no, no question. And, and I'll like, bring four and five, which I think we're going to kind of breeze by a little bit um, when they come up. I think it should have been a trilogy. Like, yeah. 
and, and this is this is like the centerpiece of it to me. Like this is the best of the the, the trap house. Uh, Absolutely, like like trap. I would say fairly easily. I mean, but it, it's so fascinating how the trap house projects like represent different parts of his career. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, and also they represent different parts of his career. And I also think that this kind of presages or predicts certain things that he's going to do later. Like, I think you can hear where he's going to go with big Gucci Sosa and, um, cage bird sayings, that sort of thing. Like the Keith influence, like you hear that darkness and like, obviously darker you hear like the production place he's going to go. I mean, and also if you read the autobiography, you see where like you, we have hindsight to know where he was going in life prison. Um, like the paranoia is there. Like it just feels dark and claustrophobic in a way that some of his previous stuff didn't. Hmm. Um, yeah. Shout out, yeah. Yeah. Just, shout out to uh, one of the more recent reviews out of um, awesomely named uh, mutual Jar Jar Nip 69, who makes a great point. Uh, the orchestral wah sound on tracks like I Heard is so awesome. He's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like, I can't believe I had this at a fucking four. I was an idiot. Like, I really, yes. like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Be ashamed, please. Thank you. I, I am. I'm quite ashamed. So, but <sighs> then he took a very, um, I would say, I don't want to say hard left or right, because I feel like this came from a different place than the trilogy he's about to get to with World War Three. Um, cause I feel like you can kind of see some of the darker stuff in the, in the other ones, but those were probably from different sessions. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else about Trap House 3 or can we move on to the World War 3 trilogy? No, I don't have anything other than but, yeah, yeah, what, Trap I, House. what I had said of Trap House 3 just like made a deep impression on me when I was first getting into the, the Gucci back catalog and I think it's still pretty excellent throughout. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out a Gucci al- album like a Gucci album from before prison, it's this one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a good place to start. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, State versus Roderick Davis has certain stuff on it that's great, but I feel like this represents him more as an artist than that does. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's more consistent. I feel like it's a more unified artistic statement than State versus Roderick Davis. Absolutely. It's doing more interesting things on a production level, too. Although I've come to appreciate State versus Roderick Davis more with time, there's definitely stuff on there that are lulls that you don't get lulls like that on here. Anyway, moving on. So Gucci's War on Sobriety. Um, Gucci's War on Sobriety. Uh, before we begin, if, if any of you think that um, Lean, Molly, or um, what was the third one? Gas? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you think these tapes are about the drugs, I have bad news for you. But. Yeah. I, I made yeah. this actually, and I think I, I mentioned it in my review. Yeah. This is not Gucci keeping on a theme. You're supposed to take the drugs. It's not about the drugs. You take the drugs. Then you listen to the tape. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lean is um, good. Like I like it. It's um, a bit more shiny and sparkly on the production side of things. Um, There's a lot of thug. Or not a lot, but it feels like there's a lot of thug on here. Because he just he just he just shows up and does what the fuck ever on ecstasy pill and um, 
<clears throat> that 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 one song stayed with me far longer than most of the other sh- stuff on here. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird in that I feel like Lean has stuff that Molly should have on it. Like I've never taken Molly. I took Lean once. I probably shouldn't. Like I realized I liked it too much, so I stayed away. I mean, the podcast official position on Lean is we don't fuck with that because that's the only reason that Yams died. Um, so. But we don't with that, but um, it feels like the lean tracks. Like the, if you're doing a tape about lean, it should be slower. It should be more like a screw tape. The Molly tape should be where like the shinier stuff is, and it feels like this has a lot of like shiny, upbeat type stuff, EDM almost. Mm-hmm. It does have activists on it, which I think is probably mm-hmm. that's my favorite song on here. I would say that's, which I guess yeah. it does, and that also has the hook that seems most. Appropriate to the quote-unquote theme. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that activist is is probably the. I think activist ecstasy pill. Um, and pill's just. Weird. I yeah. mean, I, years later, I still do not know where I stand on it. It's interesting. I'll give it back. Well, it comes right after that amazing few future track too. So and birds and feathers are very bitter way in this album it is but yeah like yeah yeah i mean this is this is top five gucci in my opinion really overall yeah top five i don't it's fine it's totally fine but it's not like i would not make this this i mean okay like i guess i I would have to go here almost like I would have to go through it again, but like, obviously, Chicken Talk, obviously, like, Burr Prince, um, Mr. Zone Sit, Everybody Looking, like, yeah, Everybody Look, Everybody Looking's definitely up there. I mean, I would say, like, Drop Top Pop is, like, is a, is a good contender, Drop too. Yeah. House three. I put Trap House 3 ahead of this. Trap House 3 is a good contender. I mean, I, five. We already have five. Oh, well, I'm just, I think it's like, at the level of some of those personally like i think that i think the consistency is is what i like so much about this and how it like for the era i think it has like pretty elite production throughout for the era which kept me um you know locked in on it throughout its runtime way back when i first heard it and i'll still return to it like I had mentioned, uh, the song with Chains is one that I used to listen to a good amount. Uh, you talked about the closing run already. Also, shout out to Honorable C-Note, which he had a, he had prominent credits on here. And I don't exactly know when he started getting credits, but it couldn't have been like more than a year, like a couple years before this. Um, so that's another... Started getting credits around the same time. Yeah, I think he was. I think I know he did like some two chain stuff in like 2012 or something. But yeah, this is like a. I would say I. I think I would put this in like the back half of like a Gucci top five, like fourth or fifth. Um, it isn't on like the level of his best best stuff, but I think it's like just below that. And um, Sophia put it pretty well in that you just get like. It's like Gucci comfort food. So, yeah, I would, uh, I'd agree. And I think also an underrated song is, uh, the, the Pee Wee track Cinderella. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that one a lot. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll stand on it. Also, like um, Bobby V is on here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. always amazed to see people like goddamn Bobby Valentino, like still on here. Like <sighs> that's okay. the real deep cut weed carrier to pull out of your pocket is like Ludacris's hook slinger guy, like from like the DTP hook slinger from like 2006. And you're like, yeah, let's let's put him on there, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and out in a mixtape surrounded by your contemporaries, I guess, or and Travis and Travis Porter and Travis Porter again. <laughs> because he has to be here, of course. Oh, yeah. I think I'm a little less high on this than you guys, but I still enjoyed it, like, for sure. I just don't think it has the same amount of care. I mean, the production muscle's there, for sure. I think production was a big selling point for these, because, obviously, they put the producers front and center on the tapes. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to the old school, uh, No Limit, almost, um, uh, why am yeah, I but- of the pro- uh, why can't I remember the name of the people who came up with the fucking cover art for everything? Pen and Pixel. Pen and Pixel. Pen and Pixel. Yeah, they, like the Pen and Pixel style fonts for everything. Uh, I thought that was a cool choice for everything, even though they don't quite have like the amount of lens flare and absurdity to them, but they definitely, he that was definitely what he was going for with the font. So so we had we had our lean, now we're going to take some Molly. Also decent, but... Um... Yeah, yeah, I I, I, like, I like this one. This. Um, so much money, however, is five stars and oh, no all day. <laughs> yeah, uh, kidnapped is also very good. Um, okay. Long is, time, long time's really good too. And A to Z, um, because Dolph and Pee Wee on a song is also like really nice. It's just like um, how I, much how it would, if Gucci, Dolph, and Pee Wee on a song is like charisma overload. Like personality overload. Shout out to yeah. Phil on the last track. We just oh got yeah, <laughs> featuring yeah. Phil. <laughs> Shout out Phil. Um, yeah, I I think this has um, some highlights on it, but I think it's probably the weakest of the three overall. Uh, it's, th- it's just it's just decent. Yeah. Like it's good. Even though I think I actually rated Gas under Molly, I think in, with retrospect, Gas has like Gas has Walk on it. Gas has I mean I'm already talking about Gas, but I mean I think so much money might aside from Activist, so much money is probably my favorite of the three, uh, favorite song on any of the three. Just Absolutely, remarkably well done. Just made me think Big Gucci Sosa was going to be better than it is because I will get to it eventually, and it's good, but. Considering who's involved, I expect it to be a little better. Yeah. Yeah, and when it comes to... Can we go to gas? We might as well. There's really not sure. much to talk sure. about with this. Yeah. yeah. It's also good, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like I like all of the Metro songs on, on, uh, on Molly, I will say. Uh, of which there are about, what, like half dozen, something like that. Um, I think all those all those beats are good, and then we talked about so much money already. But yeah, that one in long time. So now I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty consistent overall. The more I look at the track list, um, yeah. but yeah, gas, we can. I absolutely need to swap these ratings and write better reviews because gas is the most. First of all, I think it's the most interesting of the three because of the the beats are the weirdest, which makes me think it should have probably been on Molly because something like Christmas Tree and Embalming Fluid, those are like. 
those aren't me beats. Those are Molly beats. Like those are just very busy, like shifty beats. And also having Waka on something. This isn't like Waka's EDM period too. I don't know why he's on like the weed songs. Like the weed songs should be laid back. These are not laid back songs. Yeah. Um, he has his wife on a song, which is interesting. Uh, yes. She doesn't even have an RYM page. Uh, I think the two songs with Dolph toward the end are, are really good. Rainbow Colors and yeah, Rainbow Colors. Awesome. Rainbow Colors yeah. is amazing. It's, yeah, Rainbow Those Colors are dope. super good and crams a lot into a short running time. Uh, the uh, only thing that's um, why why did you do Bill Cosby skit? No, so, okay. Let's let's just keep going. Um, Christmas tree is amazing. Um, embalming fluid is amazing. <laughs> Embalming fluids nuts. Embalming fluids top five Wakaguchi. Yeah, that's so oh no good. question. <sighs> probably in terms of like the ransom Waka features, probably the best tape for those. Like in terms of just like getting those on like one place. Yeah, it's Christmas, also sad because it's like too, because I don't think he was really on good terms with OJ here. But like where he pulled that OJ verse from, that's a lot of fun too. Yeah, but this is a time where he wasn't really um, like on good terms with anybody. Like this was right around the time when he was having his like hold up in the brick factory studio, paranoid as shit. Like, yeah. So I I enjoy this a lot. It is a little long. Perhaps he could have lost. I don't know. Off the top of my head. Bill Cosby skit. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good I feel like he could have probably just done I mean, he loves to do things in threes, so we had to do three, but you could have probably taken the best stuff off of Molly and Gas and made a great album. Because I don't think he really keeps to even, like, the shit you're supposed to do the drugs on. Like, he doesn't even keep to that, really. Because, like I said, this stuff is, like, really... A lot of this, the best stuff on here feels like it's stuff you would take high-energy drugs to. Yeah. I would say the, the hit rate is a little higher on Molly, but I think the the highest highs on, uh, are, are on Gas, if we compare the yeah, uh, I feel like gas is almost like a content dump at the end. Like it's ten minutes longer. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's still decent. Oh yeah, no, I would still say yeah. it's, I would still say it's a, a very solid mixtape. And none yeah. of these are bad, by the way. Like none of these are bad, which is remarkable considering how much content he dumped on the market in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the other thing is like with the producer tag is right up front. Like he kind of just. I think it was more about just getting the producer shine and putting all the producer stuff in one place versus actually keeping any kind of like quote unquote theme. And for being like essentially 60 new songs, like they are pretty varied between the three tapes. So that's an impressive aspect about it. I would say, would you say that's what would you say is the best track out of all the the trilogy? So much money or activist or what? I'd probably say activist, but you could pick any a couple, and I wouldn't like I wouldn't blink. Activist is just my favorite. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say I'd say so much money, but embalming fluid is also very high on the list. Yeah, true, true, true. And they're all from each one. We each of the three top contenders are all from three different tapes, which speaks to good sequencing. That you know what I mean. So. All right, anything else, or are we going to move on to, uh, is Diary a trap god, or do we have any, yeah, Diary, oh no, no Trust God, real quick. No, uh, no, 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 Trust God Fuck 12 was released yeah, after that. Trust God Fuck Rich Homie Guam, which I have not listened to, so that would be, unless Trust God has, is, no, I, yeah, I have not, I have not listened to that one. 
the, the trust God is after diary. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah yes it is, yeah. yes it is. Yeah, I'm okay. kind of, um, diary of a trap guard. Before we really get into it, um, for any for for the people listening, this is the last thing released by Gucci before he went into jail. And boy, does it sound <laughs> Yep, <laughs> this is garbage. This is this is not good. Yeah, this, um, is, this is an un- okay, this is an unhinged ass album. All you really <laughs> need is. to know about this album is it has a track called uh. Pussy Wet featuring um, Marilyn. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. And it, it, uh, first off, fuck Marilyn Manson, but like um, forever. And, but it's like Gucci invited him and wanted him to take it seriously. But Marilyn Manson was like, oh, this is a joke, right? And then he started rapping. And I never want to hear this this dickhead rap again thank you having marilyn manson and e40 on your al- album is like polar opposites also like, somehow yeah. again i've i've spoken at length somehow on multiple episodes about the song pablo but the song pablo is like i love gucci i love e40 but that song just well, for pablo 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's just the dumbest earworm shit ever. You have Plies sounding like he will never, ever get his constipation done. Like, never. <laughs> you have Akon. Like, and the thing about it is, this is absolutely an album that a lot of money was thrown. You have that fucking Wiz song again, by the way. Um, it's just, oh, God. It's just a fucking money sink album by a man at the end, clearly at the frayed end of his rope. It's fascinating, and it sucks. Yeah, um, uh, the only decent songs on here are like. The last two. I think the last two are actually good songs. The first two and the last two, yeah. The opening makes oh, yeah, you think is on it here, could so be decent. Like, you really are into listening to sexual abusers do shit. You've got some sexual abusers on here. So you got at least two. Yeah, yeah. Right? Cool. Cool stuff. Fuck this album. Um, yeah, fuck it. Um, uh, if you, uh, keep decapitated, keep me, keep cold-hearted, keep realist ever lived, and keep all these bitches, and the rest is history. Okay, moving on. Trust yeah, God, fuck on. 12. Sorry, moving on. Trust God, fuck 12. And fuck um, me. Yeah, right. first thing released after Gucci is in prison, and it is, uh, uh, it is, it's a compilation tape. It's a compilation tape of him, of everything he and uh, Quan did together, and um, it, it's fine. They had good chemistry. There's not a lot of bad shit on here, but there's also not a lot of stuff that I would like openly recommend. <clears throat> Ordinary Gangsters, cool. Mama We Rich is cool. Bankroll is cool. Um, yeah. Now, I can't say that I've listened to this, so I have nothing to add. Um, the cover art is super lazy. I will say the cover art's pretty yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. This this is not a good period. The, the these couple for for Gucci cover arts. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, we can probably just move on from here. Young Thugger, Main Leflair. Uh, the end of 2013. Oop. No, Cage Cage Bird was um, the end of the year. Yeah, you're right, Patrick. I think. Yeah, we oh. skipped. Yeah. Okay. We actually skipped the ish album that was uh, in the wake of. Uh, Diary of a Trap God. I mean, better than Diary of a Trap God, but uh, it's yeah, good. I mean, honestly, uh, interesting as I thought. Now that I look at it, it does have um, 
a song that should be way better than it is in Jackie Chan, but just very distracting ad libs. <laughs> True. <laughs> distracting. Um, now that I look at it, there's really not much. I thought this would be something more to talk about, but uh, not really. No, there's not a lot of like. Interestingly enough, this tape doesn't have a lot of lowlights except for Ice Cold, which is Gucci in full. But a, a girl, I'm gonna seduce you, uh, a mode. Yeah, right. I do not want from Gucci. Thank right. you. Him and Verse Simmons trying to get. We also have him saying the word butt naked, which is funny for a second, but then it's like, I don't want to hear a song based around it. Um, <laughs> we have him doing the most obvious double entendre on Birdman. You know, like, guess what that's about. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, this one's fine. Like, it's better than Diary of a Trap God, but it's also in its own way less interesting. Um, but I don't really want to hear either ever again, to be honest. Like, there's enough, like, when there's so much other better Gucci music out there, not really time for it. It's, um... Good cover art, though. This is the only one with cover art that I actually, like, enjoyed. Yeah, it's nice. But, eh, yeah. All right. Anyway. And then afterwards, yeah, a Young Thug Amain Flair, we went over this. It's not much to talk to. It's it's not much to talk about. It's it's fine. Um, yeah. You can kind of you can kind of hear Young Thug, like, slowly figuring it out, though. Yeah. Um, on here well, i just revisited like a couple songs because i've only heard it once so the other day i played a few songs and you could tell that like his creative like his super creative like peak period was coming but he hadn't quite like reached it yet um at least that was like my that was my takeaway from it no it is it is that, that is the main main takeaway um but yeah, now, we now we are um, love affair with acronyms on the white album. <laughs> no place. <laughs> <laughs> um, why hate instead? Take everything. It's um. Gucci looks very comfortable on this album cover. I will say he looks really he adorable. Um, I don't really have much of a memory of this one beyond. Yeah, it seemed fun. it was fine. Um. It was okay. It's, All these things were like scrimmages, I would like to say. Like, to go back to my extremely popular Coach K analogy that went over very well, he's just doing scrimmages with his, like, artists on these things. And I don't think, I think if he was more lucid and less into, like, content-pumping mode, like, some of the stuff, like, you'd get the one or two good tracks put out on more curated mixtapes. But since he was in jail and wanted to keep his name out there, we have stuff like this. And the later color albums that are going to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. It's like uh, th this tape is mostly interesting for people being on here called o OGD and Jose Guapo and um, and his and and Duke, Duke is on here. That's nice. Um, well, shout out to Jose Guapo though. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, nothing, nothing much to see here, one way or another. I would say. Yeah. Then the next thing, like for the listeners, this is like deep, uh, deep in his label does what the fuck ever with anything they have from Gucci. Um, Trap House 4 is, um, I, it's, it's fine. Um, this is when most of the snippets 1017 had from Gucci were still fresh. So it's still, 
very much of that time. Um, there's a great song with Chief Keefen here, Top in, Top in the Trash. Um, Jerk House with Young Scooter and Fredo Santana are great. Uh, Spit in Your Face is good. Uh, uh, K-Camp is on here. Oh yes, uh, who has to be like on a milk carton somewhere at this point? <laughs> I mean, I, I remember, I remember the K Camp XXL freshman. Uh, you know, wait, the, he, the, was on, the, he was on a freshman list. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He 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 got the push. He got the he got the label push. I just remember him being on like one currency tape. Like I think he was on um, uh, Bourbon Street Secrets or uh. One of those, yeah. He was. It not was probably. I mean, it was probably a mid twenty tens. Yeah, it was like. Because, it was like 2016, Yeah. Yeah, K Camp is a is a classic. K Camp is a classic. Uh, mid twenty tens artist that kind of was from like a bygone era of artists that used to be able to get popular because of like you know label pushing and putting him on XXL lists and stuff like that. But he was. Not out, not made for that period of rap when there was like this renaissance of actually, uh, ah. people still people still aren't going to give a fuck about your mid artist. <laughs> I, I got my currency alliteration wrong. It was Canal Street Confidential, which was his quote unquote radio album. So that makes sense. Ah, uh, that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I recall zero things about k camp's entire career i was just making um whenever sophia was trying to get me i was making a joke about kevin mccall showing up again um yeah you know, k k camp had what like one song right sophia I, I don't know if you i don't even remember uh, 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 does it cut her, cut her off yeah <laughs> yes yes that yes, was yes. One, right yeah then he also for some reason he showed up on a big crit tape at some point uh, yeah, that was that was a, that was a tough look for Big Crit. Uh, <laughs> had a lot of time in his career. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been rough. If you've really been like riding for Big Crit, I feel like I don't think you're going to get that Big Crit episode. By the way, if you're looking for it, I don't think that's your future. Um, I would have been really into a Big Crit episode in like 2015. Yeah, <laughs> not so much in 2023. No, um, no. Uh, before I forget it, there's one song I still have to note about uh, Trap House 4. It's, it's Bomb Bomb, um, where Gucci does the drama. Does he do the, um, Nance, the, the famous beat or whatever? Uh, the Nancy, he, um... No, 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 it's his take on the drama boy. The, the Christmas song. Oh, Gucci does mm. love doing this stuff. He d he'll do this much later with the Gucci coming for you. He loves doing that thing where he's like nursery rhyme type shit. Gucci, do 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 bump. Uh, now I want to hear it. Now I actually want to listen to this. It's gonna be hilarious. But, <laughs> but yeah, the trap house four is. It sounds. I I have no desire to actually listen to this whole tape though. Um, it sounds fine. It sounds mid. I know top in the trash because it showed up on other stuff and it's a great song. Um. Top in the trash. Yeah, but this is we're fully at this point into uh, Gucci's label parsing out the scraps. Like we're starting to get there. Although there will be some gems, though. Like is Felix Felix Brothers next? Uh, yeah, Felix Brothers is next. That's a good one. It's surprisingly solid. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that we have people who are not in jail contributing, but uh, it's a it's a fun tape. I would say. 
I mean, we have OJ around, like, it's always fun to see OJ around because you never know where those two stand with each other. Like, I never can tell if those are, like, ransom versus, like, the Flocka thing or if they're actually cool again. Yeah. You you never know, but... Shout out to Strap the Fool, by the way. (laughs) Don't make me... No, on, yeah... Uh, also, like this, this, this tape, this album starts with um, a song called "El El Chopo." That well, is- see, he had to copyright. I guess that's a copyright issue because I, I'm assuming that um, rest in peace to El Chapo, friend of the show, El Chapo, uh, <laughs> the, the other El Chapo, <laughs> <laughs> not that El Chapo. But yeah, I guess that was like an issue that he had to he had to clarify. Uh, there's a really lame part in his book, by the way, where he has to be like, you know, I don't want to be El Chapo. Like, it's the lame end chapter to it. So that's why he, like, misspells it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I always thought that was weird that he always spelled it different. Like, his character name. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but he also he's also the Sopranos on this one. At one point. So he beats Benny the Butcher to doing Sopranos stuff by a few years. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but yeah, I had, to, I had to throw in some Benny the Butcher, uh, some 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 light slander. I don't know if that was slander so much as a statement of fact. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I I was I was co-signing it to be clear, but you know. I mean, I I can slander, but I mean, as as far as people who flood the market with content while sounding asleep, Gucci is way better than Benny the Butcher. He there. is now. I slander, especially especially in the last few years. But I yeah, I mean, this is not prime Gucci, but I enjoy it. I think it again is helped by like you know for jail Gucci it's helped by having other people around who sound more invested. It's it's a good tape. Like from uh, from all of his um, in jail projects, this is one of the best. But it's still not amazing. It's just pretty good. Yeah, uh, we have another ac- uh, Oh wait, no, we don't have an acronym. Uh, yeah, I guess we can start lightning rounding stuff if you like, because I just realized that. You know. Yeah, no, I can I can just lightning run from here on out because like no, it's getting uninteresting. Um, <laughs> there is there is one that I do want to talk about. Um, uh, but I'll I'll say it when we get to it. But yeah, there is one I do want to speak a little bit on. And obviously, there is one song on one project that I think we have some opinions on that we listened to recently. But continue. Yeah. Um, the Brick Factory Volume One. Um, if if you like your Gucci with barely any Gucci, um. Here you go. Uh, shout out, Doctor Phil. Um, oh, what song? <laughs> um, te- te- Texas Margarita is fun. Uh, Paper Problems is fun. Uh, this is not a Gucci album. Um, I think the next one is the Purple album. Yeah, this is with. Um, Hang on, Young we have to get out the acronym though. People usually ridicule the powerful lead by example. That is not an acronym. <laughs> that is not how acronyms work. <laughs> but it's amazing. Um, it's um, it's uh, th- this is a this is a this is a young thug project. Um, this is just a young thug project. Um, it's it's it it is it is a young thug project. Um, riding around is fun because um, he sounds uh, uh, he he sounds like a squealing cat. Um, he, uh, on mm hmm. 
he 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 describe he is very descriptive about a woman's body while grunting, and then you 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 are you are also uh, yeah I don't know uh, old man thug from Family Don't Matter also shows up on here uh, on Texter. Um, yeah, th th this is not worth your time. Um, th this is not even like a good thug tape for the time. It's it's just it's just I. Then green green album get rich. Everything else is nonsense. Uh, <laughs> again, not how acronyms work. Um, this is um, this is Amigos album with a song called Saddam Hussein. Uh, okay, sure. Um, it's it's also it's 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 fine. There's some good lines uh, from Quavo. There's some good lines from uh, Takeoff. Offset is basically not even on on this tape. Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um. Next one is um. I am trap. Great. Um. I am trap is funny. Is a little bit funny. Um. Because uh, it has uh, the brick and a brick remake remix, which has Blaze Servin, mm. Maceo, and Courtney Money on one song. And it's six minutes long. We needed this, definitely. Um, and uh, you have used to it featuring Wale, uh, which is uh, garbage. Why did Gucci collaborate so much with Wale? Like, I what was the fascination there, though? Like, I don't know. I feel like Wale was somebody you couldn't get out of the studio when you got him in there. Because I remember, like, there was one... Um, I forget what the tape was. Was it... Uh, was it that Jadakiss tape I was talking about? There's some tape where it's like everybody else has one feature and you get like three Wale features. And I'm like, was there a discount? Or who would you, would you just not? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, all, just know. like with Diplo, you just get gratuitous Wale shots on this podcast. You just accept it at this point. Anyway, continue. Uh, the Odd Father um, intro. Right right. The prison phone intro on this is actually really good. Um, yeah, it was. It's. it's uh, you can tell he wanted to do this, and uh, yeah. This is the first intro, I believe, where he has the, um, I think it's right after Duncan died, rest in peace. Um, and yeah, he has like the shout out to him on the intro. So he seems more invested in this one than a lot of the jail projects. Although uh, obviously a lot of the stuff is scraps. Most of the stuff is scraps. But the prison phone intro is very good as far as those go. Yeah, and the rest is just not very interesting. Uh, Kick door is fun. Then we have Gucci versus Guap. Uh, uh, I think I like this one better than you. This one's actually got some fun stuff on it. I think. Go ahead. Well, wait, which wait, which one? Gucci versus Guap. This oh, one. Okay, yeah. Of like Wayne tapes, where he's just kind of. I don't know. I don't know why, because this is just same old Gucci like uh, jail stuff, but. It feels like there's more jokes on this one, more of a variety of flows. I don't know. It feels more lively to me. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't think it's bad for the record. Um, Horror flick is very good. Um, where he says uh, the way I'm chasing white girl, you would think that I am Jason. <laughs> well, it's interesting about the horror flick thing is that. Uh, I think the production on this, again, predicts big Gucci Sosa. I think that there's like a without warning quality to production almost. Like, 
it's almost corny. Like he's trying to do hard. Like it's not as menacing as Trap House Three or something like that. But I don't know. It was more in, like maybe it's just because it's in the midst of such a, a desert of Gucci content, but it feels a bit like an oasis. Maybe it's because it, again the benefit of lowered expectations. I I think maybe I was a little generous with it. Um. I enjoyed the uh, Wale song until Wale shows up. I think this is the same Wale song you were talking about previously, rehashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Woo to Kid feature's good, I will say. It is. It is. And uh, the end song about Slim is very good again. I feel like that's maybe uh, one of the, like I think he reuses the lines from the prison telephone thing, so I think that that maybe wasn't a legit freestyle on the prison telephone. But yeah, I feel like there's just better Gucci rapping on here. I feel like if you're going to get one of these like tossed off, not really Gucci involved jail projects, this is the one to listen to. Although, yeah, the concept itself, the Gucci versus Guap thing is not explored even a little bit. Um, it would have been so fun. <laughs> it would have been like the idea of Gucci versus Guap, like these two dueling personalities from somebody who has essentially admitted they suffer from bipolar would have been interesting, but it's, Aside from the cover, which cover is very funny too, but you don't get anything out of that. Coconut Ciroc is not. By the way, Coconut Ciroc is very funny. Yeah, that's very good. The deep cut from here. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, I feel like there's more personality to this one. And they kind of took all the stuff that they kind of put piecemeal into other projects to give them a little personality, all isolated. Yeah. I, I really, I wasn't expecting anything out of this one. I kind of just picked it doing homework at work. Go. So, was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, yeah I'm over a young chop beat, which there wasn't nearly enough of that. Yeah, but if you think this had personality, and you were like thinking, "Oh, this is looking up," it's looking up for Gucci. Uh, the next thing is Brick Factory Volume Two, Day Night, Day Shift, Night Shift. Um, ninety-six minutes, barely any Gucci. <laughs> I am in no hurry to hear this project, especially based upon your review. It's it's um it's um uh, shout out uh, a person called Lil B. It's not Lil B. It, it's a guy called BZ, I guess, and he also was on some Ice Burgundy mixtape. I'm 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 moving on. Um, Catch a box uh, is the only, the only only Gucci song on here um and it's it's good but oh also the gun that's that's fine the gun well <clears throat> then we have uh, the return of mr perfect uh absolutely handsome album cover um this is um also fine but um i um this 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 song is just it's um this this tape is mostly known for being the tape with um, Knight Rider on it, which um, mm, mm. yes, yeah, Knight Rider, um, a mod a modern classic if I ever if I ever know one. I believe the um, comment thread for Knight Rider uh, on YouTube. I normally don't quote YouTube comment threads, but it said it sounded like Gucci was on his couch with chips on his belly. <laughs> um, and that that pretty much describes Gucci's delivery on it. Yep. And yes, yes, it 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 does sample exactly what you think it samples. Oh no, that's that is a gore, that is a 
masterful sample from London on the track. Yeah, I'm so happy he did. <laughs> the the singing, the content. Uh, he does double time at some point, which is interesting. Yeah. It's a choice. Trap got three. Trap got three, which okay. What? Um It's good. It's uh it's good. There's uh, good songs in here. Um there's um Shit Shouldn't Happen, that's great. Swole Pocket Shorty is for some reason actually good. Uh, Start Pimpin' is good with Chief Keef. Um, Plenty Mo is fun. Informant too, but yeah. It's also just... Yeah. yeah. It's listenable. It's good. Well, what was interesting about it was reading the autobiography, he was talking about how I don't know how much of this was indulgence by or not indulgence, um what's the word I'm looking for here like uh, interjection by the author about how it was like a sort of 60s compound thing where he just pulled up in the studio and like coming up with like a whole counterculture type thing and just pumping out music like the hippie did almost and I don't think that that's really some of the stuff feels so lifeless to me like just the parts that I've heard like I mean there's certain like you know Oasis like I thought Gucci versus Guap was interesting but it really does feel like more of it was when he's talking about how he was paranoid and wouldn't leave the studio and just couldn't stop recording and some of it just feels that way where it's just like a level of consistency where it's never bad but never exciting and I haven't heard all the projects like you have but I feel like there is that just baseline level of fine good he can't make bad mm-hmm. music yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, Patrick. But you do have this idea, like, sometimes you get breaks in it, like the prison intro on Odd Father, where it's like, this guy's in prison writing like crazy and hungry to get out and sobering up, and we're going to see that break over the cloud soon. But Thankfully. Yeah, everybody's looking. But where are we at now? Big Gucci Sosa. Okay, this is actually, okay, this is interesting. Not as good as you would hope, but it's it's good. It came out on Halloween, which I didn't realize, which is super appropriate. But I mean, nothing on here. Wait, I don't have the track list in front of me. Is darker on here or not? Of course. <laughs> okay, well, darker is the best thing on here by far. Got to talk about though, because everyone talks about this song for a good reason. Is "Don't Lose No Load," which um, which has Gucci just begging. Begging Chief Keefe not to lose any load. And the first line this motherfucker pu- puts out on the song is, I ain't gonna lie, I lost the load. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I'm kind of thinking of the beginning of um, the Drake and 21 Savage. <laughs> 21, can you help me out? Except with. Oh uh, my gosh. Is, is that is that is that rigging off on the work playlist? <laughs> it is not. I'm not allowed to touch the work playlist ever since I put "I Will" by Danny Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, if I had to hear that at seven in the morning, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let you touch the work playlist either. Danny, Danny, <laughs> Danny. Um, I mean. Uh, now that I'm looking at the track list, it does feel like it is like nine tracks of original-ish material, and then the greatest hits at the end is bonus tracks. Yeah, pretty much. But 
I just want to say something else, which is really fascinating to me. This tape was released on the same day as Back from the Dead 2. Mm. Why? Well, because I don't think the teams were coordinating there, because I think Gucci had the one dude whose name escapes me. He he's, factors prominently in his autobiography, whereas I think that uh, Keep, um, I don't know if Keep handling his own material or, but yeah, Back from the Dead 2 was going to overshadow pretty much everything. Like, yeah. And this this is solid, but also so much money only has a three point two. Like I should not put any stock in. Like not many people on our not everybody on our way. even has the ability to rate tracks, but um, yeah. Back from the Dead Two is going to overshadow. It overshadows most things in Keith's own catalog, let alone something like this, which feels more or less like a compilation. Whereas Back from the Dead Two is like a career statement. So, but yeah, this is. Very, this is good. It's just never as good as I'd hope it would be. I'll say that. Yeah, it's just, it's just decent. It's just really good. It, it's just, just really good. But I mean, inhibited obviously by the circumstances of its creation. Like absolutely, yeah. But we are moving on to a true highlight: East Atlanta Santa. Yes. Yes. Zero Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas. Not one Christmas beat. Not one, but it's fucking awesome. It's it's great. It's so funny. It's so lively. It's so good. I really enjoyed this. Um, it takes. A oh, you don't get this is this is don't get me started on the amount of Rory on these these Gucci projects coming up. Why? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that Rari was such a part of Gucci. Yeah, these were a lot of these were recent listens for me, or the next the next few that are coming up. And I was like, "What the? What is Rory doing on all these projects?" <laughs> yeah, I, I also didn't know about that. That was just what. <laughs> I mean, presumably it was just another one of those things where it was like one studio session parsed out over multiple projects, like are these like yeah. Not what you would expect, right? Like Captain Sunchips showing up. Sunchips. Sunchips um, music. So, like, but he doesn't even really register, which is good. You don't really want Rory to register. Like, I don't want to know that, that it's him. Um, this is hilarious. This tape is just, this is full-on stand-up comedy Gucci. Absolutely. Oh, no question. It's it's absurdist Gucci. Maybe it's the juice and trapping out the mansion are two of his absolute funniest tracks. Absolutely, especially trapping out the mansion. That is just that's the funniest song ever. Also, with my pistol gives you the visual of him brushing his teeth with his gun, like using <laughs> which which has his gun next to him when he brushes his teeth. That he's literally using his gun to he's brush using his gun. Yeah. And you also have a classic uh, oddball as um, him and OJ, which is not like you know um, the best. It's just the it might be the funniest OJ and Gucci collab. I would say. Yeah. Just for the medication also, um, in terms of just completely out of his head, Gucci song, like unapologetic, like, um, basically every medication feels like everything that people have criticized Gucci for, he's throwing back in their face, his gambling, his drug use. He's just like slurring it back at them. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 48 minutes. It's just 48 minutes of just just bizarro Gucci and it's it's funny as shit. Yeah, it's this is, this is one of the tapes you should check out if if you are interested in his in jail st- uh, times. I, I would say this is an this is a good oddity like of that era, like it because a lot of it can feel like you guys were saying earlier, which is the um, this is fine, but you know it's workmanlike. It's just material for the sake of material. You know, this one feels like it has personality. Well, I can see why it resonated with you, Sophia, because you were listening to all this one after the other after the other, and then something like this coming out of nowhere is just like a burst of color. Absolutely. Um, That was just, I was so happy when that came came up, and I was just like, yes, finally, some good fucking food. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, but this one had personality. There's a sequel. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, yeah. We, we're getting to that. Because we'll first, get we gotta get back. We, we gotta get back into another lightning round that no one wants, wants yeah, to hear. Chow line, though the prison chow line. Um, Ten seventeen mafia incarcerated. Not a Gucci album. No. Fourteen. <laughs> this has it's so little Gucci on it. Like. I don't know. The, the songs aren't like bad, but like, who 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 cares? Who, who cares? Um, uh, at least, to me is good. You even got at some, least like Brick Ferry, OG Mako. You got some young yeah. Jose Guapo showing back up. Shouts to Jose Guapo. Shouts to MPA Wicked. Shoutouts to Duke. Uh, you know all, all the heroes. All the, yeah. No. Next. On yeah, the next um, one. Yeah. The next one is Brick Factory 3. This is, again, not a Gucci album or tape. Um, A lot of Pee Wee Longway, a lot of Young Thug, a lot of MPA Wicked. Um, Is this the fake little B on this one? Yeah, this is the one with the fake little B. Um, uh, But hey, Hoodrich Pablo Juan is on here, and that makes me happy. That is that is that is good. DMV uh, appearance. <sighs> I love I love Juan. He's the Chrome he, One, whoever that is. Uh, <laughs> Chrome One. Um, yeah, he, he's on a he's on a mixtape. Four, four credits. Oh. He has four credits. Uh, one in twenty twenty two with Chapo one hundred two and the one hundred two boys. That's a feather in his cap. Uh, what, he's also on an album with a what the fuck? No 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 wait 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 wait. The 102 boys. What the fuck? Um, okay, you you guys don't understand. This is a German rap crew. Oh god, I just opened a can. <laughs> this is this is a German rap crew. This is oh, are you fucking who? What? What, what did I do? Uh-oh, I'm going down the rabbit hole. A shout out to Street Money Bucci, though. He's also down with Street Money Bucci. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sh- a shout out to the tape called Black Lanta. I. It's bigger than rap. It's bigger than rap. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, indeed. B- b- bigger, bigger, bigger than uh, rap. Um, Mr. Now Clean. We have... No. No, no, no. Now we have uh, an EP called Views from Zone 6, which oh. is... Uh, 
This one has the real little B on it, if I recall correctly. Yes, it also has Andy Milonakis on it. Oh, great. Yeah, what yeah. we all were really dying for was the fucking <laughs> Andy Milonakis fucking rap feature. And oh, I didn't want to have to talk about that. Um, yeah. Uh, great. Um, I just... Um, well, um, this, um, he, did, he did get, uh, he did get young leash on it though. So that's something I mean, we have bankroll fresh again. So that's cool. But, um, Fredo Santana. So we have a lot of depressing shit and that we have both Fredo Santana and bankroll fresh on here. Um, little B's feature is funny. Um, it's actually like, obviously he's excited to be on a track with Gucci and gives a full effort. The chains feature is cool. Um, fuck Andy Milanakis forever, man. Fuck all this irony oh, rap shit. The only good thing about that song is that it's 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 a take on a on a Gucci parody from like two thousand nine. Yeah. It's a take on a hilarious broken equipment song with um Roll me a blunt right now. Fucking your bitch right now. Yeah, no. Like you should all look up the broken equipment right now. I don't know if it's still on YouTube. Um great Gucci parody. Um, which is a self awareness from somebody in Gucci's team, I'm assuming not Gucci. Um but the fact that you would get a Keith and Gucci track and then stick Annie Milanakis on it, I don't care. Fuck you. Um, I hate um, Mr. Clean yeah. the Middleman. No. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's just... I, I mean, it's not bad, but at this point, I'm just so done with Gucci, with Gucci uh, jail project. And I just want, I just want some, I just want some peace in my life. <laughs> I just hear like Sophia with like like fucking big dark circles under her eyes, like mascara is just like running, just being like, oh god, another one, <laughs> another one. But now again, uh, your, your chronology is wrong again. But I don't mind. Well, I'm um, so sorry. I'm very sorry to have disappointed you on the chronology. But anyway, continue. Breakfast. Now we are getting to a, a, a four a four project treat dropped on on one seventeenth uh, uh, March of two thousand and fifteen. Uh, breakfast. We start with breakfast because you know a boy's gotta eat, Gucci's gotta eat, the girls gotta eat. We get breakfast from Gucci, and it's 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 good. I mean. It could never be as good as the album cover. This is one of the most iconic mixtape covers of all time. Yeah, this is. Yeah. This I this will. stands on a level with some of the best uh, cover art in hip hop. Absolutely amazing. Um, I love McConan has two features on here for some mm -hmm. godforsaken reason. I love it. I love McConan. He he is uh, the cutest person ever. Um, I hope he's doing good. Definitely, like uh, retroactively. Like should be appreciated more, uh, I would say, McConan. Um, can't front. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, just the industry really did fuck that guy. Like, yeah, and yeah. and for all, by all accounts, he seemed to be like a genuinely like good person. So it yeah, that, like it sucks what happened to him. And also, like we gotta be we gotta be real honest. Like, would someone like Lil Yachty really would have had this kind of sort of lane without McConan going in first? Well, and and the 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 little boat mixtape was only like a year and a half after like Tuesday came out, so he was like right on the heels of of McConan's like, and all the all the drink more water mixtapes that McConan was doing, like 
Little Boat came right after that. So yeah. I mean, first of all, Tuesday is an undeniable song. Like that, I can still call the hook up in my head. That's totally undeniable. And second, it like "Fuck You Forever" Drake in terms of obviously swag Dracula on a next level for like that's just the story of his career. And once again with McConan. Um but yeah, this obviously like I like this a lot, except for the uh, the verse Simmons doesn't do anything for me. But that's the story of verse Simmons. Um, beyond that, strangely well edited Gucci tape, especially like if you think of his previous trilogy where there was no editing. Um, granted, this was probably entirely out of his hands, but yeah, this is pretty tight at like, what, 40 minutes, like 50 minutes, I want to say. There's no, yeah, there's no time on the RYM, but I think this is like about an under an hour. Yeah, um, yeah it's also like polluted is, is really good. Money do is really good. Tone is. But, no, uh, breakfast is only breakfast because like a few hours later we got lunch. It's weird though if you go on RYM, they make you sit through dinner before you get to lunch. Um, mm. As a uh, Trinidad James and um, shout out to Smurf. Did not think you were going to hear from a Smurf, but uh, Smurf shows up at the very end. No, that's Papa Smurf. Oh, um, well, Papa Smurf. What's he going to hear from Dr. Phil? No, like, uh, this guy, uh, like, Papa Smurf showed up on a lot of Walker, Walker mixtapes. No, I, I actually know who you're talking about now that I, I clicked on his artist page that, yeah, he's a, he's a Brick Squad weed carrier type. But uh, Dr. Phil, who has no uh, page. So it's just a very <laughs> funny weed carrier lineup that you have Papa Smurf, Dr. Phil, and Trinidad James on the same tape. And a Ransom Waka feature on a track <laughs> called Booth. And that's absolutely on purpose. That is absolutely on purpose. <sighs> but yeah, this is also like decent. Like I like I really like the Gucci and Trinidad song because I, I do like Trinidad James quite a bit. Um Ron is good, the lunch freestyle is good, make your move is good. But yeah, it's it's weaker than breakfast. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Then we then, and then we get dinner. Which uh, has the Animal Anaka song on it again, right? And we also recycle Angry as well from the same project. Um, we have one of the most unfortunately titled songs ever with Fredo. Your yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. children. <laughs> which, is, which is a good song, but... I know, it's a good song. <laughs> you know, I always I like... I can't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Do not recommend you listen to Play With Your Children. Just just play it for people and then tell them what song it is, what it's called. Then it's fine. What? No, it's not. But you 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 know, uh, choose up is also decent. But like yeah, uh, like uh, dinner is like probably the worst out of three. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just it, this is again content dump. And I mean, yeah. this is definitely we're getting into the stretch in the soup period. Uh, not to extend a labored metaphor about food, but I mean, I have. There's also a dessert EP, which I have not heard. Um, uh, that's good. This one is actually good. Well, sometimes dessert's the best part of the meal. Yeah, uh, play yeah. too much. Uh, that, was, that, that, was, that was too easy, Patrick. I, that <laughs> was too easy. <laughs> that was uh, good. I'll give it to you, though. I had, to make, I had to make up for the Duke Coach K thing earlier. I had to get, give me a look up. Yeah, that, no, that, you, you <laughs> took advantage of it. That's fine. But yeah, uh, play too play too much is 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 one of the best songs out of the quadrilogy. 
That's but that's it. We're we're getting to the end of Gucci's prison tenure, though I believe. Like <laughs> slowly, yeah. Now we're getting Trap House Five, which they promised us was the end in the title. It, it is the last <laughs> chapter. Um, it's 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 actually a good tape. Um, it's it sounds it sounds sad. It sounds melancholic because um, I don't know what kind of Gucci ransom verses they still had. But they were good ones. Um, no one else with Thug, Thug, Pee Wee, and Jose Guapo is good. Uh, there's a really fun song at the end called Constantly, which is Gucci and Chief Keef both just crooning on a cloud rap instrumental by C Note. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 you can yeah, definitely check out. Like, I remember it being pretty, pretty decent when I heard it, but it's been years since i listened to it but i was also slightly disappointed just because it had the the trap house name yeah. attached to it so yeah it's sad that this is how the trap house series ended but it is the better conclusion than um trap house 4 well you're a fan of the saw movie so you should be used to this sort of thing uh, Look, look, it's not even like you didn't like that one, did you? <laughs> I could have gone with Silent Night, Deadly Night. I, I that's a that's a good series, though. Okay, let's just move. Let's let's just keep. I'm, I'm cutting keep, a little too close to the bone with these. Um, I I actually do have a Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, actually, oh, yeah. there would have been, that would that would have actually been much better used later on. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, anyways, uh, the next thing is King Gucci, which is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh. Lazy cover. <laughs> but the thing is, on this, on this uh, tape, you have got her drunk, put some wood in her, uh -huh. I hate hoes, and I'm too much. Uh, it's a real all. journey. It, you take a journey with these tracks. <laughs> Uh, uh, also, a little flash is on here for some reason, and fuck, fuck Riff Raff. And uh, shout out oh, well, to We'll get to Riff Raff. <laughs> yeah. Or will. But, but we're still not. Another thing that Diplo inflicted on the world, by the way, is Riff Raff. So, um, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thank you for giving us uh, this. Um, uh, uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, Bird on the wire is not enough to atone for. So you yeah. know, got a real pattern going here. Um, Trapology, um, absolutely fucking insane uh, feature list. Uh, it's it's kind of fun because it's just really weird. But um, let's just give mm -hmm. a shout out to some of the no names on here. Uh, shout out KSO. Ice, icewear, Vezo, D. Oh yeah, you that 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 that's that's a little disrespectful to to icewear Vezo. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> that's like I actually don't know a, this guy. Oh uh, no, oh, it's, uh, shit, it's this uh, is Sada baby's cousin. Okay, Sada's I haven't cousin, said anything. Yes. He's a, he's a uh, uh, okay. Um, icewear Vezo. I'm I'm very sorry for having disrespected you. Please. So why does DJ Holiday get feature credits on things? Uh, <laughs> don't. To earn a feature credit um so i guess we have another jada kiss feature i i don't remember this even though i reviewed this um except for the, the fact jada kiss and fatty wap on a song is also amazing 
choice. That is very funny. Riff Raff and Father on a song is a choice. Um, it, because in theory, Father and Gucci on a track, it kind of sounds interesting. Like yeah, I would like, but then you got Riff Raff. <laughs> but, um, we have Lil, oh, God damn it, Lil B on a track with Riff Raff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg is on here for some reason. Oh, and also, yeah, we're going to use our Snoop Dogg and Gucci track on here. This is where we're going to put Snoop and Gucci. Also, also getting ass everywhere. Although, Snoop finally did show up for his Gucci feature after the Gucci. <laughs> he finally showed up. I mean, 20 mixtapes later. If you recall, Snoop Gucci was introducing Snoop on the Gucci. But let's, let's just... Um say that the, the album cover for Trapology is also Hall of Fame material because... Um, it is. I mean, yes. <laughs> there's, there's so much to unpack here. This sucks. Um, this is... Uh, and in the middle of it, Ass Everywhere featuring Verse Simmons. Just as yeah. the chair. Yeah. The Fuck this. Fuck this. You gave this three and a half stars, though. This is, this, this is, this is the kind of bullshit that is like, fun to talk about, so... I mean, it is fun to talk about. I cannot... I I listened to it and it made me mad. Um, mostly, I think I got mad at it because all the riffraff, like also, in, it's, it's, in both terms of the feature list and the literal guy named riffraff. Um, God, yeah. Um, I don't remember the Soldier Boy song actually, and I don't think there's another Gucci Soldier thing, right? Like, I don't think they really collaborated like that. Yeah, um, not at this point at their careers, anyways. Um, uh, let me just say um, the the one thing that makes this tape interesting is because uh, the ver the snippets from Gucci they had is like all over his type of styles. Like there is street Gucci, uh, bizarro Gucci, love song Gucci, indescribable accent Gucci. <laughs> just yeah, there's like garbled marble, like mouthful of just like mar literal marbles. Yeah. Um, I I almost want to revisit this because East Atlanta Santa 2 was so fascinating and fun, but and in spite of Riff Raff being on there, and I forgot for a fact like a minute that Riff Raff had quote unquote credibility because he was hanging out with Harry Fraud and shit. Um yeah. and the fact that Jada Kiss and Fetty Wap on a traffic is just so fascinating to me. Um it is. but no, this uh, life's too short. Life's yeah, too then then there was like this weird movie about Gucci made called The Spot. The soundtrack for it is a t is a mixtape. Uh, it's it's decent. It has a song with uh, Young Dolph and YFN and Lucci on one song. On one hand, it has Trina and K Mag on it. Another ransom Walker, two ransom Walker versus piecemeal. It's so many years later, like they still have Waka, quote unquote, verses. But yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. But you don't need to listen to it. Okay, finally, tape. We should talk about East Atlanta Santa too. <laughs> <laughs> Easily the weirdest thing in Gucci's career oh since the Gucci. Um, Jesus Christ, this fucking thing. Um, what? It's what the fuck? <laughs> Caleb, did you listen to this? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> happening in this thing? I I really don't. It is the most. I think of all. Why the is Gucci Young Project here? 
So, so explain Young Lean to me first of all. Explain what Young Lean is doing here. Uh, <laughs> he's he's having fun. <laughs> I don't know. I I believe so. Okay, first of all, why is this the best big Mensa verse ever? <laughs> that, that is that is <laughs> so just like crushes it with his hardest verse ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> This is the most fun feature list on a Gucci project. I it think. really, you have okay. So I'm going to read this feature list for the for the listening audience. Project <laughs> Pet, Young Thug, Waka Flocka, OG Mako, Post Malone, Riff Raff, Lil B, OJ the Juice Man, Frenchie, not French Montana, Cy Ari the Kid, Twenty One Savage, whoever the fuck Tone Tone is, Vic Mensa, whoever the fuck Bandman Kivo is, Jazz Gotti. I already kid again. Throwback, little flash, and uh, drain God young lean. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is bizarre. This is um, the Young Thug song, by the way, is one of the best songs out of Jail Gucci period. That song is great. That is the legitimate best song on here by far. I love what the. Um, I can't say any other song on here is legitimately good, but Savage is good. Vic Mensa, again, I don't like Vic Mensa. <laughs> no one should, no. but that that's a really good verse, like, out of nowhere. Um, and also, Post Malone's hook is really good, too. And I don't like Post Malone, either. Um, but that's a really good post. It's so... This thing is weird. It's weird, man. Young Lean, like, I think Sophia described it as he doesn't know how he got this feature or how he ended up here. And he sounds like it. And it's like a good young lean verse at the very end that does not fit anything ever. <laughs> this album starts with Project Pat rhyming about boogers. <laughs> I also don't think there's anything about Christmas on here. Once again, no. Yeah. Also, on this Santa project that have nothing to do with Christmas. Also, um, uh, this one has a song called Vampire. Uh, which is the second song by Gucci called Vampire, and um, yeah, not I, I don't really recall much about vampires. I mean, he definitely is ahead of Cardi on this. Um, I don't think we're. I I don't know, man. This thing is a blast. It's so weird. I recommend everybody listen to it. It's by far the most interesting Gucci Jail project. It's not the best, but it's the most interesting. Yeah, just for the oddity alone, I think I would recommend it. You know. Like, there's no other album on this earth that you're going to hear Young Thug, Project Pat, Post Malone, Riff Raff, Lil B, OJ the Juice Man, 21 Savage, Vic Mensa, and Young Lean on. Yeah. <laughs> Just read that back in your head. For the time, that's an insane feature list. And even today... I was going to say, for any time, insane feature list. And... And the only thing that the only person I would say disappoints on this is Lil B, just because he's doing that Lil B thing where he's like, "I want to rap in a way that people who are normal want to listen to." Mm. Yeah, which is it's fine. Like Lil B can rap normal. It's just no one who wants to, you know, no one's really going to listen to like normal people don't want to hear Lil B. Like he can do it; it's fine. But it's like no one normal wants to hear Lil B, or no one wants to hear Lil B rap normally. I should say. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Gucci. We're almost through. Mama's Basement is still up. Yeah, Mama's Basement. Um, I've listened to this once, and it's interesting, but I 
can't say that I've listened to it enough to have a really it's, coherent. It's it's fun. Um, it's uh, songs that Gucci and Zaytoven did uh, in like 2004 and 2005 before our Trap House one. It's fun. Yeah, it's a baby. Yeah, I, I think it's worth checking out. In terms of the one we talked about previous, it's not like uh, La Flair or whatever, the one we talked about with muscles in my hand on it. It's not that much of a baby picture, but same type of thing. Um, yeah, it's an interesting snapshot. I've only listened to it once, but I enjoyed it. Like, it's cool more to hear Zaytoven in a formative stage than Gucci, but I liked it. Yeah. And now, finally. So, Gucci, Gucci is out of prison. He's sober. He died and was cloned. And everybody's looking at him. Yes. This, we, we, we've, made it, we've made it. We've eaten a lot of plates of comfort food, but now it's time to actually have our main course. And it's fantastic. It's I, I, I love this record. Genuinely wonderful artistic statement and something that holds up completely. I listen to it again; it holds up completely. Yeah, I love. Um, I mean, first thing, just the single for it. I mean, first day out the feds is one of the, one of his best songs. Well, what I was think. weird? Um, I was looking at the other single pages, and I don't know if first, I mean, I didn't look at the dates, but I don't know, was uh, First Day Out the Feds or Guap Home the first single? I thought it was First Day Out the Feds, because that was literally, like... Well, literally, yes. Like, that makes, yeah, right after he came home, right? Talking about how Guap Home wasn't a good single, and I'm like, first of all, you're fucking idiots. And second of all, like, they were saying, like, an album cut, which... I just didn't understand. First of all, I don't understand any criticism of that because I think that's one of Thug's strongest performances, period. Like, I love the way he delivers that. And I will not torture the listener by doing an impression of Young Thug. The, the Young Thug of Goop. <laughs> you don't wildly, Yeah, I just did it, but still. Yeah. Um, Wild, wildly straining voice. Yeah, that was... That was, that was super fun. I mean, I think either one's appropriate as a lead single. Like, considering the circumstances mm -hmm. yeah. also i was re-listening to the album today and pop music is amazing rappers having conventions on how to stop gucci i just yeah. love yeah that rappers like renting out convention halls <laughs> and like workshopping ideas with powerpoints on how to stop gucci my label said they were going to drop gucci in a convertible rari i call him drop gucci <laughs> And just that, like, the about pop music is so, like, the album is just full of just, like, Gucci's humor streamlined. Like, it really feels like every idea he had in prison, he streamlined it. It's truly a sober-minded <laughs> album in that regard. Yeah, I know, I mean, we gotta talk about the ridiculousness of pussy print, but, you know. Oh, well, uh, who thought that Kanye and Varg had so much in common? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ahead of its time, ahead of its time. <laughs> Uh, definitely. Um, also, uh, also, like there's like, but it's just such a high density of hits as well. Like Outdo Ya, Way Back, Pop Music. Way Back is so good. Back on Road is top ten Drake for me in terms of at least yeah. collective Drake. I mean, you can say like his own album stuff, but in terms of him, like I feel well, like it's so it's so efficient. It's such a good synthesis of both artists. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't overstay at all on other artists' songs and it feels really forced. That didn't feel forced to me. Yeah. And no, it's a very like simple hook and it's super catchy and effective. Yeah, that's a great song. 
um, a richest <clears throat> in the room. Um, also, really yeah. good, really good um, autobiographics. Very, on. very dark and menacing. That as well, yeah. I I, I called back to it or called forward to it, I suppose, early in the episode, but All My Children, a theme that Gucci's touched on a lot that I think had extra resonance coming out of prison with all these rappers that had, that he both, you know, been an active A&R for and others that have taken influence from him that become popular, I think was a great way. It wasn't the last song on it, but it was, a, I think that was a great closing statement, like right before the final closing statement, and it just had a lot of gravity to it. You know, and just the production too. Just the choice of sticking with his house production crew and at their absolute finest, and the reason he would say that he would rather rap over his A track than the Dre track, like obviously, a hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah, so fucking good. Like, and and one of has to be one of the most iconic Gucci lines. I feel like. I mean, he's used it before, actually. Like I've listened, like he'd used it before, but I mean, he's somebody who can get away with recycling because he can recycle in a different context that doesn't feel like recycling. Yeah. Recontextualizing. Yeah. And this is also like really the, really, really the project where like you can tell like Gucci really worked on his penmanship over the three years and just, just, just waited to be let out to record. No, the, the, the hook writing is so sharp. Yeah. Like, what and that's another, that's a, that's a thing that Gucci, I got to- Hey, yeah, yeah. Gucci, Gucci is not gonna get credit for is is the hook writing. You know, he'll he'll get credit for the influence that he's had, and he'll get credit for like his production choices. But his actual songwriting, I don't is is never gonna get the proper appreciation that deserves. I feel even today. But on an album like this, everything is so sharp. It's so like well executed. Um, it, it's a great synthesis of what makes him great and what made this brief, like po- initial post prison run so effective. Yeah. yeah. Really does feel honed. Like one of the things that I'd been kicking around and I don't know if I said it at the time was that it felt like he was being scouted by at the very least good music. And I don't know if it was Kanye or if it was Pusha or both of them, like obviously it was in the champions remit. Now that Gucci, now that Gucci's home is over for you, Gucci clones, like that he was being groomed for a bigger label push. And maybe he was trying to do something more artistic as a result of that. Like, I don't know how many people were coming to him in prison saying, this is the deal that's waiting for you. But it felt like in anticipation of that and listening to all the criticisms he'd gotten probably based upon like the content dumps that were coming out, he was trying to come up with something that this isn't a content dump. This is actual written artistic, like from the label, from the cover art down. You can't say that this is lazy. This is absolutely an artistic statement. And I feel like his projects from then on out were something different. Yeah. Um, like really, he uh, he did what what he said on the outro. He he picked up the pieces and built a completely new career for himself. And he built a different life for himself too. And like I feel like the autobiography was part and parcel with that too. He like talks about like even the corny thing about like I said I was El Chapo, but I don't want to be that guy. Like in the autobiography, he talks about his life with his wife and like giving up his ends, his vices, his gambling problem, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like it was all like. And I feel like he's 
kind of lived that out since. Like, I believe he stayed sober. His projects have also, like, kind of kept in the same... Like, he hasn't been dumping out mixtapes like that. Like, they've all been of a theme. They've been... It's a different guy. Like, you're not getting stuff, like, for better or worse, you're not getting an East Atlanta Santa 2. Like, weirdo stuff that's, like, thrown together. So you don't get stuff with quite as much personality, but it's definitely more crafted. And it feels like his hand is in it more. Obviously, his hand couldn't be in some companies in prison, but I don't know. This feels like this specifically felt like a defining statement of somebody who's trying to turn their life around, reflect on themselves. And it just also felt like, like I said before, is that he doesn't get credit enough for being an intelligent person who writes carefully. And there are so many jokes on like. There are so many jokes throughout his career in his writing, and but this feels like somebody who wants you to know that he himself is not a joke. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And the production is so clear and well put together and thoughtful and like I will say that like Pussy Print, I thought that was a Kanye production. That's actually Mike Will, I believe, with the Burzum sample. But it felt so like out of his general wheelhouse. I was like, oh, Kanye made that, right? Just because Kanye's on it. But no, it's just a Kanye feature. But it's such a dark, weird beat. And that's the type of stuff. Yeah. And, and that was, that was like the stuff that was on most of the, the project. Yeah, different, such a different, such a different tone from the slog of, you know, me- mediocre or decent mixtapes. During that, like, you know, like you said, stretch the soup era. Yeah. I mean, Sophia would know better than any of us. She's probably the only person, not even Gucci, listened to all that stuff. <laughs> I, I definitely listened to more Gucci than Gucci ever did. So yeah. next was... Um... It should be Warptober, just real quick. There was one EP uh, called Gucci Tiggy. It's, it's fine. Like it's oh just, yeah, uh, the Gucci Beethoven. Yeah, it was okay. It's unnecessary. It's decent. Like these four songs are not necessary, but hmm, it's fine. Okay, moving on. Bobtober, uh, good cover art. We're back on our good, good cover art gang uh, with the with this one. Um, little underrated on RYM. I would say absolutely. Um, the intro is great. Aggressive is great. Money machine is great. Right on time is great. Love her body is great. Also, it has bling, blow, bling, blow, burr, burr, burr. Also, um, out the zoo is is uh, it's probably my favorite track. Oh yeah, that's also great. Love, love, love that song. Um, and Addicted is a really good mm-hmm. closer um, in, in that vein. So yeah, he was now he was still uh, operating at a high level on this. I mean, this is like this is really strong stuff. Um, very consistent. Not really, uh, not really anything else for me to say on it, but I definitely played it a good amount in the in the time that, that it came out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's uh, a stacked production it's, list, you know, as you would expect from a Gucci project. So, yeah, it's just really good. 
know, it's a little looser than everybody looking, but it's still the same level of quality, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, uh, after so we got is it East Atlanta Santa, right? The return? No, it's uh, Free Bricks Two Zone Sticks Edition. It's a little um, EP again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's also not necessary. Like they did not like the first Free Bricks. I mean, it was an important step in Future's career, but like no one needed this EP. It's, it's yeah, okay. I, and I, it's microwave. It's it's microwave meal or Gucci, which is weird considering the the level that they both were operating on, like at this time, like they just future just kind of sounded burnt out, at least from my recollection of it. No, he did. Future always kind of sounds a little burnt out, to be fair. Um, but I feel like Gucci's cosign carried a lot of weight at this point. It was important for people to work with him. So it was probably more important on some sort of personal level to do this than it was mm -hmm. an artistic level. I remember. Well, you well, think about it. When when Gucci was in prison, Future went on the hot streak that would define his career. So then, when he when Gucci came out, like I feel like Future probably felt you know obligated. like he like he obligated and he really wanted to work with him again. We're still not at Return of East Atlanta Santa. Oh, there's there's another one. There's a there's a there's a DP he did with with Lil Uzi Vert. Um, oh yeah, Tencent. yeah, I, I I remember that one. Yeah, that's good. But there's it, like one song on here, one song that is just overshadows everything else. Yeah, and it's secure the bag. Secure the bag. I'm just, it's the best song on here. It's just so insane. Yeah, both of the last two songs are the best songs. In '04, also yeah. Oof. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I remember liking those two a lot, and I like the intro a lot. I also think that your review, Sophia, makes a good point about how it takes two rappers that, especially at that time, like were very different, um, and kind of have always been like very different. Like it shouldn't work, but it, it was a fun EP. Like I thought it worked. Yeah, it, it just Gucci. If he wants, if he wants to, he can just hop on a project with literally anyone, and it will sound decent. Well, Uzi seems like definitely somebody, like, I mean, you said literally anybody. He really could, literally anybody. But Uzi's just like Thug or Future, like somebody who's definitely in the wheelhouse of somebody he could take under his wing and make into a star, if he mm -hmm. wanted. That style. Yeah. Because also, at, that, also, at that time, when in his emergence, like, I mean, he was from Philly and, you know, makes it very clear. But he could have passed for, for someone from Atlanta during that time. I mean, yeah. honestly... I'm about to embarrass myself. I did not know Uzi was a Philly guy. Like, I did not know that. He sounded very Southern to me. So, and I had not lived in Philly for several years, so I did not know, in spite of the obvious, that Uzi was a Philly guy. Right. And last thing, um, uh, there's a many fresh beat on here. Just just because. Yep. Super yeah. at this point, but if anybody could get one, it would be Gucci. So... Okay, Return of East Atlanta Santa. Yes, this is a great mixtape. I, I like it this is. one a lot. I mean, it also in. has it has one of my favorite Gucci songs, which is Saint Brick Intro, which I from the minute I heard it when the tape came out, and the yes. amazing music video. I was going to say one of the best music videos of all time. <laughs> it's one. Of, I mean, it's a music video that I think very early on in the podcast we we talked about, and you know, all those years ago. But yeah, this is. 
one some of the best like uh some of the best gucci content you, you've ever seen like the acting the you know the, the the plot twist the fake snow when he's driving in the convertible the red convertible uh what a what a music video and what a song i mean gucci's just such a charming guy like and there's something to be said about his redemption arc and like he just kind of has owned it since he's left Brit. Like you can see that in the first day of the feds video too. Um, oh yeah. Just, but yeah, well, he's even like, in his, his humor on that song. Like he's making kind of like self deprecating jokes, like on first day of the feds, like, Oh, my own mama turned my back on me. And that's my mama. That's my mama. And like, it goes out, like he does that as recently too, as like the publicity stunt video too. So. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of speaking of hilarious songs, I mean, both is very funny. It is. The very the very funny Drake verse, you know. Yeah, I had a Drake and a smoke. He's just he's just doing whatever whatever he's doing on that one. I like the I like the song. It's a fun song. Both is like a self aware version of sicko mode. Yeah, it's a proto proto sicko mode. Yeah. Sicko mode is like he's actually bragging about taking the prescribed amount of a drug. <laughs> uh, well, I, I love that he has to preface it with he's he doesn't usually like, you know, get drunk and, and high at the same time. Like, you know, he he's responsible. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. for I don't normally do the quote unquote crossfaded thing like the children do, but right, right. also why is Bryson Tillon here? Why is Bryson Tiller's a lot of career? Well, it was 2016. Bryson Tiller was hot in the streets in 2016. He had uh what did he have? He had that the the Trap Soul album, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't. The song is whatever, but it makes sense to me. Like, Gucci always gets these like R and B. Well, that's the thing. Is like again, referencing the book, like he really defends um his R and B choices on the second album very defensive about it um like actually wanted to do the mariah song etc which is makes the gooch very very funny he actually likes doing that stuff like i think he actually thinks he has an attitude for it which that's you know up for debate um (laughs) also uh last time is a classic zaytoven beat it's just like when i think of zaytoven that's like one of the 10 beats i could think of probably like uh very very great like kind of like the mellow piano keys the the way like travis does like does a pretty pretty low-key understated hook but it works and then i like gucci's uh i mean he has to end it with a hilarious line you know they call me gucci man picasso because i painted her face but you know that is that is that is classic that is classic gucci there's a performance actually where after this came out, like I think it was in around this time, he did one of those like NPR tiny desk like performances, right? And he did this song, like with him and Zay Zaytoven's going crazy on the piano, and it was just him doing it a cappella. And he says that line, like the Picasso line, and the crowd like cracks up laughing. And he's like laughing through it, like in in on the joke. So very funny, very endearing. Yeah, that's up there with that's one of the better um tiny desks, like up there with Gibbs and Mad Lib and uh, Rick Ross, Tiny Desk. Although I will say the best rapper, Tiny Desk, is Tyler. 
that's my favorite. Yeah, the Tyler, the Tyler one is is amazing. Yeah. Well, the Gucci one is so much fun because it focuses a lot on Zaytoven's like piano playing, which he's just like amazing. Yeah, I good album, very good album, like very fun album. Like probably I would say the best professional East Atlanta Santa. Although I think the first one, it, the first one is the um, the most fun in terms of Gucci rapping, and the second one is like the most you know just off the wall one. But this one's probably the best, most well composed professional one. I would say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Drop top what? Not yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. There's one last EP. God damn well, the three the uh, the three for free, right? Yeah. Yeah that that, that was that was good. That was oh, that's really good. that's like yeah, straight up uh, three great songs. Yeah. And that's also like kind of old style Gucci too, if I recall correctly. I did not listen re-listen to it, but if I recall. I remember, I remember Sir Bricks a lot being like really fucking good. Great yeah. pun, Michael. Great dumb pun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just um, also the uh, the beats by Shawty Red are like pretty good on here. Like, yeah, uh, so yeah. There's not much. There's not much to complain about, honestly. It's also yeah, not much not- to say about, but this is just three perfect tracks. <laughs> Yeah, I have it at a uh, nine, and I think it would probably hold up as a nine if I listen to it again. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, drop top wop. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. This album's so, this album's so sick. I've I've listened to this so much over the years. <laughs> like, um, just perfect between him and Metro. Perfect. Pete Gucci during 2017, which is probably peak the year of peak Metro. I mean, all of his work that year was stellar. Um. I mean, we got it. There's at least like a couple of classics on here without question. I mean, I mean her gala is a perfect song. Although I will say, Met Gala, he gets laughed. Like, I mean, no shame in that, but he does get his verse is his verse is really good, and it's funny, but he still gets lapped. But that's because that's just what it. That's just the offset. I mean, offset. and I got freshly reminded of that because I tried to listen to um, for what we're going to talk about at the very end. Um, on So Icy Boys 22, I was like, oh, there's a rem like, you know, Matt Gallus shows up again on his most recent label sampler, and nah, he's, he gets slapped. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the, I do like the, like, that I don't know where, like, what the, what the, where this came from, but he was like, he's like, four bitches trying to swallow me, I feel like I'm fighting an octopus, like, <laughs> I, like <laughs> insane line. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just the way Offset like continue the verse. Do you think the verse is going to end and then it keeps going? And he's just he's just got, there's too many quotables to even mention. I'm going to sound like an idiot, but yeah. Uh, but that follows a run of like really dark, like menacing beats with great hooks, like hurt feelings. I mean, that that's just like a uh, Metro's weirdest beats. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm up there. Uh, also, like dance with. Dance with the Devil, which is like basically the, the yeah. precursor to what would happen later in that year. Dance with the Devil is, is really good. Also, the finesse the plug interlude, even though it's like very simple. It's like I finesse the plug. I got extra drugs. I can never. I thought you fucked with me, Gucci. Where is the love? <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, and one of the things that's great about it is he doesn't. I don't think he repeats a flow on the whole thing. Like, I think every track has a different flow. Yeah. 
just such variety. Just and it clocks in at thirty-seven minutes. Thank you. Well, that's one of the things about uh, late period Gucci is the editing. Like really, yeah. most part. Like I think um, he, one of the ones I listened he, was Evil Genius. Evil Genius is a little long, even though I think Evil Genius actually is better than I gave it credit for. Like Evil Genius is actually very fun, um, but it's a little long. But other than that, I think generally, with the exception of the label stuff, the label sampler stuff, which is just. Um, but that's not him. That's him trying to give shine to his people. Like his actual projects in the post prison period are all very tightly uh, edited, I would say. And this more than any of them. This and everybody, and I think, are, we can all agree, probably the best two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Um, but both both this and everybody looking, if someone said, like, top five Gucci, I wouldn't. Like, I, I could understand. Remarkable yeah. cover art too. Love the cover. <laughs> Love one, one of one of his one of his best. One of his best. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, to to uh, conclude a joke I made a year ago, uh, this is the point where he is no longer traps George Clinton in in the editing is for pussies um, regard. Yeah, I mean, you're seriously because like he's this is a stretch of efficient Gucci. Um, yeah. Very efficient Gucci. I was yeah. Bill Clinton joke there, and I, I just didn't find it because, like, he makes like Bill Clinton inhale jokes a lot, and I like I've heard several in recent, and I, I couldn't get to the Bill Clinton joke there, unfortunately. So, um, unfortunately, he would not be the the hot streak would would halt temporarily because uh, with the well, Mister Davis Clinton's, his hot streak had to halt. <laughs> But I mean, Davis, all of them should have quit. <laughs> I mean, but Mr. Davis isn't bad. No, it's just Mr. Davis. No, it's not bad. It's it's fine. Davis is fine, and honestly, for what it's going for, it does it well. And it has a few of his better, like late period mature songs on it. The thing about Mr. Davis is that it warns you about what it's going to be up front. Well, it I, comes out. It comes out pretty well with the like. I mean, I get the bag is like a really good song, and you know, I I, I even like the weekend song. Like the that's a that, that was a pretty good mesh for a like, crossover song. Absolutely, I will say yeah. that it has the problem that a lot of he's finally succumbing to, and I guess well, not finally because this had the same problem on way back on State versus Roderick Davis, lame ass, weak, pandering section. Although, granted, he has the schoolboy song in the middle of it. That's good. But the Monica song through the Minaj song, not. Save for the mm-hmm. schoolboy song, that's whack. Like, don't need to hear him with Chris Brown. Don't need to hear the Monica stuff. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't need to hear anybody with Chris Brown, for that matter. Like, we don't need to rehash True. the guest feelings on Chris Brown. You can listen to any number of the times he's come up on this podcast and know how we feel about him. But yeah, I think I think yeah. our feelings are pretty self-explanatory. But like we just said, Gucci likes making these songs, and he's going to continue to do it. And he like you can listen, you can read the, you know, name of the album, look at the cover art, and see what he's going for here. Like he's trying to do a more quote-unquote mature thing, but you still have the intro and the outro. Like I think the weekend song is actually bare. The weekend song is great. Like that's actually a really good ass song. It's a really good like simple hook. Yeah, like I think the Dolph- weekend does a very good job. 
And I also think Dolph's really good. Migos really good. Um, Rocky's good. You know, late period. Which, Rocky. I mean, speaking of Migos, I mean, the takeoff verse on "I Get the Bag" is probably the best verse on that song. You know, R.I.P. Yeah. Takeoff. Yeah. yeah. So it's just you know, people didn't want to hear this out of Gucci. They thought he was going to do what he did on every. But it, this is a kind of a piece with everybody looking too. He's like going to make crafted projects from here on out. You're not getting East Atlanta Stana too anymore. You're not getting weirdo stuff. You're not getting... So, this is not really that surprising. Like, So, I'm not really that disappointed in it. It's just not that exciting. Yeah, yeah it's... It, 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 it's alright. It, with some highlights. And I'm willing to take the, you know, overall, you know, less exciting aspects of it if it means that we still get an I Get the Bag or a Curve. Right. Yeah, like if he stayed in this lane and was like, you know, I mean, he kind of has, but it was, uh, I was, then I'll say it was like kind of foreshadowing of what was to come, at least in the in the intermittent, like 2018, 2019 years. Yeah. I, what I'll say is a lot of times when artists put stuff like this out, they're like, oh, the label made you do this. The Lupe Fiasco argument. Oh, you know, label made you. I don't think the label's making him do this. I think he wants to make albums like this. Yeah. That's, yeah, he does. But on this one, it just, it just doesn't work out that well. Yeah, I think the, I think the, uh, the, the mixtape to follow was probably like a little more successful, but I kind of stay in the same, like I'm still pretty lukewarm on it. The Elgato, the human glacier. What I'm not lukewarm on is the cover art. I mean, yes, this cover art's five stuff. Yeah. Well, we foreshadowed this in our earlier discussion is that it's five star cover art for a three star tape. Like yeah. this, this cover art deserved a better mixtape. Which, like, this is also not a bad tape. Like, uh, there's good Southside production on here. Um, Smiley in the Drought is good. Strep Throat is good. Peeping out, the pl- peeping out the Blinds is good. But, like, there's just not much here. Mm. I, again, I listened to it again. I struggle to say much about it. It didn't leave much of an impression. Yeah. But hey, the next album le- did le- did leave a good impression. Yeah, which was uh, Evil Genius. Evil Genius, yeah. Really. Um, okay, so listening to this fresh again, what's interesting about it is because he's featured on here. I feel like this is his Twenty One Savage album. Minimalist beats, like kind of really. I don't want to say ossified delivery, but deadpan delivery, like. Really, until On God, you're not getting much of an animated delivery than On God. He's really animated. Um, yeah, I feel like this is... He always had an ability to kind of ape other deliveries. Like, um, I mean, most famously, at least amongst us, on the Gooch, he's doing Lil Wayne impressions, which seem kind of sarcastic. This felt to me like his 21 Savage album. Yeah. Like, very deadpan sarcasm on this album. And it's great. It's just... <laughs> it's 50 minutes long, 18 tracks, which is, I think, a good medium between tracks and album length. And just... It ha- it has some tough songs on it in the 
in the sense of like wake up in the sky is like you know i mean that was a big song like that is his biggest single i think yeah um you look at spotify that's actually his most streamed song it was it was a huge song at the time i do remember that i mean if you look at the features that's not surprising uh i mean if you look at the features that's um uh, add a side to it not surprising um yeah but i do think like to your point about the 21 savage and the you know the minimalism and stuff like that i feel like the 21 song cold shoulder father's day those are all really good songs father's day has a really cool beat to it that you wouldn't expect to like that yeah. kind of the inflection and i do uh, agree with everybody in the co- by the way, I, I do agree with the the comment box that was saying that it was too short. <laughs> it was way too short. No, I, I really enjoy this. Um, I I actually like the Little Sky song, which is surprising because I'm not really a Little Skies fan, but I I like that song. Yeah, yeah. As far as later period Gucci goes, I think that this one is surprisingly lyrical, well put together. Like I wouldn't say it's as good as a Lopped Over Drop Top Whopper, everybody looking, but in the same ballpark. If not hitting at the same average, but in the same ballpark. Absolutely, yeah. And then he yeah, I would through. say it's. I would say it's a hair underrated. Yeah, I think it's a it's a little yeah. underrated. People should give this a bit more respect. I mainly was interested in the Twenty One Savage thing. I didn't even think about that until like Savage came on his verse, and I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like he's doing the same sort of thing. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head. But, well, it's a good comparison piece to his next record, uh, Delusions of Grandeur, which I think is like also has a similar like, you know, Rolodex of popular artists as like features. It does. It tries to attempt like crossover stuff. It has some really good songs on there, but then it has like some misses like and I think it's miss rate is is more than its hit rate compared to Evil Genius. Uh, this so, one. Yeah. Did not revisit, although Love You Through the Computer with Justin Bieber is very poorly rated on R.O.I.M. Um, also, Lame featuring Wiz Khalifa and Rick Ross seems like it has its criticism built into the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um, very other, like... With Uzi and Doll sounds like it has its uh, asset as the title. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did not listen to this. Uh and well single i did not really care for it um that was a lame try to cross that seemed like a lame try to cross over art actually i was not a fan of that um because i felt like everybody was doing those type of songs and that does not seem like a good fit for him and he's rapping fine on it but uh yeah that's the only song i've heard from this actually so i've not listened to this one beyond that Uh, the funny thing about delusions of grandeur is um before he released this, he called it one of his most crazy albums that would surprise all of his fans, and it's and it's a fucking veteran album. Yeah, this is a legacy artist album. Just looking at it, I can tell it's a legacy artist album. It is. Uh, as is Woptober, but Woptober is a bit uh, too. Uh, but Woptober two is a bit better. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Woptober two for what it was. It was fine. Um, didn't really move the needle one way or another, but like I didn't dislike it. Uh, the song with Megan is great. Uh, the Megan song is really fun. Um, the Kevin song has a really fun flow on it. Uh, the WAP Long Way Takeoff. It's getting harder. Um, that has a really fun energy to it. Like, there's no bad songs on here. 
Mm, I'm just a bit sad that probably the best beat on the album got wasted on Kodak Black. I don't know. I actually think, for as corny as it is, the Megan song probably has at least the most memorable beat. Like, it's a, you know, obvious beat, but... I don't know. I enjoyed it. This is, in its own way, also a legacy album, like you said, but... Mm -hmm. This is, again, good... It's it's Gucci and like this is like a ludicrous album almost I would say in terms of like a legacy artist doing punchline shit, but fine. I think it has a I think it has a higher hit rate than than um, like Delusions of Grandeur and the upcoming mixtape that we're going to talk about. To be honest, like I think it's I think overall the highs outweigh the lows. It's very hard to not listen to you guys say the name of that last tape and not hear Lil B mispronouncing Illusions of Grandeur from that one. <laughs> Um, also, one last thing: the album art for October Two was shot by Harmony Kareen because why not? What? Yeah, yeah. Why? Yep. Why? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, why wow. would you not? All right. I mean, whatever. It's twenty. I'm short. Okay. Moving on. I mean, I'm gonna let that just go. East Atlanta Santa Three. Um, this one's good, but it's uh, they put all the bad songs in, in a row. I don't know why. Yes, yes they did. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it's like it, it's the most R and B centric album by Gucci. I think it's it's generally good. Um, Slide is great. <laughs> Slide, awesome. Slides like a lot. Like yeah, Slide's a really fun single. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't disperse the bad songs amongst the album as opposed to putting them all in a row because I was just talking about how his editing has gotten better and this is like directly contradictory to that statement. But um, yeah, other than that... The, I, pro the, the problem is, is we, we're at this point now in Gucci's career where it's a lot of like, you know, six out of ten music. You're like, all right. Fine a lot. And it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah. It's just a lot of fine. There's there's not a lot of insight you could give into the music, you know. Yeah, like okay, I, I, the, these songs are good. These songs are bad. The crossover attempts usually don't have a great hit rate. I mean, I, I will just, say in terms of crossover attempts, Slide is about as like Slide proves he can still do interesting stuff in that lane. Also, I just want to say, I just want to say for a second, it is good to see Jason Derulo coming a full fucking circle from starting his career on Pitbull and Birdman albums and then somehow ending up on a Gucci record at some point. I'm not going to say anything good about Jason Derulo, so we're just going to fly. He's my boy. I love him. Don't doesn't, say he do like, doesn't he do like TV shows now or something? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I thought he. I thought he had a run of like he was like a judge on like uh, like talent TV shows or whatever. Like you know those. Right. I was like. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, fine. Gucci Mane presents so icy summer. Uh, this is interesting because it is the album where he um, uh, basically introduced his new, his new roster of uh, artists. Yep. Like, neither of you guys watch pro wrestling. I don't really either, but it's like they have this thing where it's called NXT, where it's just like the wrestlers who aren't ready for the not for ready primetime players, not ready for primetime players, like on SNL or whatever. That's what this is essentially is Gucci's not ready for primetime players. I have not listened to this. 
It's it's fine. <laughs> it, it's it's fine. It's um like I mean, this is basically just him being like, I have new artists. Here they are, and it's okay. Um, I mean, his A and Ring is still all right. I think. Like he did give us Push I See, even though this man will probably not drop another uh, new song for um, a long time. A long time, yeah. I was gonna say he uh, gave so, us Push I See, and then the law took Push I See away. Yeah. yeah. Um, he Fujiano was fine. Uh, Big Thirty is okay. Big Scar is okay. Um, the uh, the so Icy Girls are fine. I think they broke up already. I don't know. I hate to see it. I will say, um, shout out to peripheral podcast character, the dusty old head from my job, who refers to uh, the one guy from this as that big dog walker, um, which is in fact not that man's name. <laughs> um, but he says, <laughs> so. yeah, um, he does rap, in fact, well. I will say, big dog walk does rap well, but he does. Um, also, here is a song. This has a song with uh, Young Nudie, and I'm very happy about it. Yes, a long time coming collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Young Nudie, who, I mean, by the time this is released, might have already dropped the album, but album coming very soon uh, in a matter of days, so can't wait for that. Oh, Off. Makes me yeah. want how much Gucci over Pierre have we heard, if any? Like, I'm trying to think. Um, I should know this more off the top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna skim. One, right? That is a great question. Let me actually. Right now, we're all frantically consulting our. No, I, I, I'm sh I'm ashamed that I don't that I don't um know this. Um. Well, didn't wasn't Gucci on a nudie album like in the last couple I think, years? I think he was. I think he was a featured on one of the ones from the last couple years. Let me find it. Let me look at the last album. Yeah, he was. So was that a PRB? Let's find out. Nudie it was not. It was not a PRB. So he was. He was on Richuda. Yeah, he was on Red Shooter, but the track he was on wasn't a PRB, apparently, according to RYM, who I know, like, not the most trustworthy source, but... Less and less so with time. Um, yeah, no, no kidding. Shout out to banning everybody who had... Anyway, moving on. Um. <laughs> so I think Volume 1... It's another. Um, here's here's my new artists. It's it's fine. Yeah. Not much to talk about. It's just uh, it's it's all right. It's just depressingly all right. It, it it is fine. It is it is all right. Which is unfortunate that like. That kind of used to doing all right label samplers. Yeah, like where it's yeah. never been great. Like, you know, just middle of the road. They're yeah. also far. They're also far too long, but that's another, you know, conversation, I guess. But I and always Gucci's find them. dream trolling trap as well. I would say. Yeah. Speaking of who listen to way too many of the same songs over and over for this project because, yeah, uh, so Icy Boys Twenty Two, the last one we're going to get to. Although one song specifically does warrant mention, so we're going to close on, but. Um, but we have one last album from Gucci. So Ice Daddy. Uh, no, I, you know. 
Um, that's great. That's that's a great album. That's a great album. It's actually a really fun album. Um, surprisingly so. Um, it's again, yeah, he's, he's pretty. He's pretty good on it. He's yeah. This is Punchline Gucci again. I would say. Um, the first half is, I would say, more the label sampler aspect where it's a little runny together in terms of production and features alike. Although uh, Posse on Bouldercrest, very memorable. Um, but the second half, you get some more memorable features. Gucci throughout, very fun, I would say. Very fun. You could tell that him having a new roster of artists behind him like inspired him to go a little harder again. But yeah. Like, yeah, I, th I definitely think that there's just something, there's a spark missing from the newer music, even on stuff like this. Like, I think this is a be probably the best since Evil Genius. Yeah, Absolutely. I would agree. And it's and it has, I think, one of the best, I said it in the Discord last night, like, as a joke, but, like, it's one of the best, like, new Gucci songs in Bust Down, like, which I think is the best song on here. Like, I really love that beat, and I love what he's doing on it. Um, it's a really fun song. Um, I think that probably my favorite on there i have to look at the track list that's the problem with it is like it all just runs together after a point on some of the yeah. newer stuff um the 34 and 8 my track favorite. Is... Um, i like the uh i think little trap shit's fun with little baby uh i think uh the thing about it is the features all do their feature thing it again feels like a legacy artist album that's yeah. my problem because and and that's a good I think jumping off like conversation point because isn't that kind of what he what he feels like at this point? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's perfectly fine. He's earned it. He's earned. Yeah, it. like I said, Ludacris before, and I guess he's earned it. He's got so much more of a body of work than Ludacris. Like Ludacris has like what zero good albums, <laughs> like maybe one, like but. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some great singles for sure, and I think Luda's like ability is unquestioned and influence unquestioned. But like Gucci has how many great projects he's earned the ability to coast as a legacy artist. And honestly, over the course of how many what, seven hours we've asked you to listen to us talk about Gucci, how many legitimately bad projects has he had? Like Sophia, you've listened to two hundred of them. You can tell us like how many genuinely bad projects. It's like ten. Yeah, most of them named Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and most and of them are the, the other five, right and the other five are and the other five are uh, label bullshit. While he was in jail, so right. big cat or Will Chamberlain or just generally recycling related. Like if he's actually invested in it, it's not going to be a bad project. So he's earned the right to just put out like comfortable comfort food. We say it over and over, comfort food. So he's earned the right. It's just unfortunate that somebody who can be such an exciting, vital artist has. But he's earned the right. Because especially now, after Ice Daddy, we get into the most, the most, uh, infuri not infuriating, but just exhausting parts of his career. And it's sad that we have to end this off on this note, but. <sighs> You've gone to the old country buffet because, you know, late. <laughs> He released so icy boys, so icy game, uh, so icy Christmas, 
And uh, then he re-released So Icy Boys with um, uh, bonus tracks. Then he re-released So Icy Gang Volume 1 with bonus tracks. Uh, then he re-released So Icy Christmas with bonus tracks. Then he released So Icy Boys uh, 22, which is the original plus the bonus tracks plus a new CD. And then he released So Icy Boys 22, uh, the end, you know, the final chapter or the end or something like that, which is four discs. Play or some shit, yeah. It's just four discs now. And I, I get it. I get it. I this is this is Gucci looking back at like 2009, like his heyday of like pushing so much material and trying so hard to make his artists famous and wanting to do this again, but like in the streaming age. But it's just so exhausting getting the same project over and 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 over. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I agree. Really, not much to say. And it's not even, and the worst part is, is that none of it is bad. Like, but none of it is great. Like, it's just perfectly fine. Uh, you go to any fucking, uh, you, the perfectly fine breakfast buffet that you overate at, and that now you feel sick and have to puke for the whole day. I don't know. I almost wish it was bad, because then you'd have more to talk about. Like, I wish I could shit on it and be like, man, while I had a terrible verse on this. But there's no, like, even bad features from mainstream artists I hate on it. It's just, like, infuriatingly mediocre, not even mediocre, infuriatingly average consistency. Like, for the most part. But there is one song that I think really warrants talking about, and that's Letter to Take Off. Yeah, it's yeah. the last thing we're going to talk about with Gucci. Yeah. But that's a, that has that's for a reason. Yeah, and and a and a great music video too. Yeah, and the saddest fucking shit. Ever well, I mean, heard. do this before for Dolph, which was also the saddest fucking shit. Which speaks really, to like, yeah, it, it, impression from listening to this that he's sick of doing this shit. That's Just, that's what I was trying to get okay. at. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it is downright evil that he that that these songs exist as great as they are. It, it, it's really sad. Like uh, there was no reason for this planet to make us need to have a, uh, a long lived off, and there was just as little reason for this world to make us have a letter to take off. But here we are. Mm-hmm. It's a- First of all, it's a testament to how well how well he writes and how personal he writes that he's able to lucidly talk about it in terms of his own career and bring back to like a perspective where he can talk about how things relate to him, but also still make it a moving elegy for a departed artist. But second of all, fuck that. He shouldn't have to talk about it in the first place. Yeah, you know? 100%. And and then when he just the, the second verse when he just talks about everyone that was lost in the last couple of years, and uh, his friends and people he was uh, rooting for, and when he just lists Shorty Low, PMB Rock, X, um, Dolph, Jesus, Randy. Um, uh, yeah, there's Metro's, a whole I mean, Metro's mother. Right. It's fucking. It's yeah. devastating. It's 
I mean, I don't want to end this on a down note. I mean, it was the last song. It was the most moving song in the last project we're going to talk about. And so I obviously it warranted mention. And I mean, we're going to obviously end this on a capstone talking about his projects and stuff. So we're not going to really. But yeah, it's. I mean, I do think that. It warrants men like it shows how much he's grown, though. Like this is the guy who wrote Truth, and now he's able to write mm-hmm. that. So, no, it's it's deeply moving and very personal, which I think is also a a hallmark of you know post prison Gucci in in spots. He he's been able to weave these kinds of songs into into his projects whether it's a song like robbed or he's more just like introspective musings or he's you know making a, a letter to take off where you can really get a clear sense for for his pain you know while also trying to keep putting out there that life goes on which is like you know one of the hardest i feel like one of the hardest messages to to really like internalize so you know, it was very, very like moving hearing that from from Gucci. It felt like it came from a very personal place because I feel like it's very easy to do something cynical, like you know, like something like fucking Puffy over the police song at the '97 VMAs, or the baby doing a fucking BLM thing for George Floyd, like that. Oh know, Jesus, yeah, gross shit. Like I think this came from a very personal place and it was written very beautifully. So, but. I don't want to dwell on it, although like we're going to end on that as our closing music. But just to not be morbid, you know, and end on something positive, though, like, I mean, that's obviously the best song on the project. So, like, that's obviously the best thing on that project. And there's really not much else to say about that project, I don't think, unless Sophia has something else. But I think that's, like, it's a content dump. I think the Met Gallery makes it kind of cool. But um, beyond that, um, Dis and the Dead, again, like, another... <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so we always try and do these discography episodes, uh, catalog episodes, whatever, and try and do a capstone thing about. So what do you think? Best project, best song, defining moment, Gucci career. I'd still go with, I, I, I personally still go with uh, Chicken Talk as best project. And it's yeah, just, I think I, I think I would agree. I think that's my favorite too. It's close, but that's it's my just, favorite. it's really early in his career. But it's just for a double mixtape, it's it's just insanely consistent, so forward thinking, so much good lines, so much good writing, so much great humor, so much good hooks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, go ahead, Gil. I think Chicken Talk and um. Either everybody looking or drop top wop are good like bookends to listen to. Like if you're just getting into Gucci, let's say you've only heard a project or two, I think those are both really good projects to listen to. You know, in the in the beginning, just to get a feel for both, you know, both st- uh, stages, both sides of the career. So those would be ones that I would recommend because to me, like the height of my like you know gucci fandom was around that 2017 time and not just because the new stuff but because i was going back and because of that new stuff listening to chicken talk and mr zone six and burr print and stuff like that so yeah um that's what i would recommend yeah 
as for best song that's difficult because it, this man has literally has has a catalog with so many fantastic songs um but honestly i'm gonna be really cliche here but i'd I, i'd still say lemonade <laughs> mm-hmm. lemonade or actually lost for words lost for words was like really like that kind of emotional way too honest um gucci verse where i was like oof that is that just that just really hit yeah best song that's tough because there's so many i'll say either activist or activist or first day out the feds those are my like probably my favorites just from the sheer amount of times i've listened to them so I'm going to steal directly from both of you and say that uh, Chicken Talk is the beginning period best album and Everybody Looking is the best later period album and Lemonade is the song he will be most remembered by and First Day Out the Feds is my favorite song. So I'm just stealing from both of you because you're all right. And Sophia, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I hope to have you on again in the future possibly about the artists that no one else will talk about (laughs) 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 but it's been an absolute pleasure because we don't have anybody else who's been published in liner notes on our show except for you so congratulations i don't think i said that before and um we are living off borrowed time and our intro music is the borrowed time instrumental by yoon classic and our outro music paced by can kick we're living off borrowed time see you next time peace